I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Check it. Well, it's the M.I. Crooked Letter. Ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater. Because I'm cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he goes again, talking that shit. Ben, corners like I was a curve. I stuck a, I struck a nerve. And now you about to see the Southern player serve. I heard it's not where you're from, but where you pay rent. Then I heard it's not what you make, but how much you spent. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. You got me bent like elbows. Um, we're in the house on a Monday. Uh, a Monday after the United States tied Portugal 2-2 at the World Cup. Yes. USA! 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 That's right! You thought you had us, didn't you, Portugal? We were supposed to lose to y'all. Everybody was talking all that shit. Well, guess who up? was scared? Y'all. That last second bullshit goal. You're welcome, Ghana, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, this is a very special episode because we have uh, two of my favorite people on. Oh, shit. Um, and, Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys should recognize their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to host a podcast together. It's called Brown Skin and Glasses. It was uh, one of the one of the best podcasts ever in iTunes history. I know, Damn. and we're gonna have to quit being lazy and go have to get a real poll this time, ain't we? Yeah, y'all, I would like when y'all came on. The poll was easy. And now they've uh, they've 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 gone their separate ways, but continue to podcast on their own. And I thought, let me be the Farrakhan to this duo. Let me be. Uh, the Arsenio Hall and bring these people back together. The first voice is, uh, Lamont, who you guys should know from the LS Rules podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna send them five Ice JJ Fish songs and we're gonna do my, my podcast. Uh, oh! what's going on, Lamont? Hey, man. You know, I'm living glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Rod Karen. It's beautiful to be on y'all's show. Cool, man. Cool. And can you tell everybody a little bit about the LS Rules podcast and what it is, uh, that you do? Sure, LS Rules. Um, first of all, the name is LS Rules um, because I was on, I, you know, when I started doing Twitter, you know, I was feeling like, uh, you know, I don't, I was, you know, not feeling the best. And so I was like, F it, LS Rules. And that was years, a couple years ago. And so I did my Tumblr, the same thing. So when I was doing a new podcast, I was like, okay, what am I going to call it? I don't want to do, and it actually came from Karen because Karen, um, one day she was like, um, do you guys have a separate brown skin and glasses Twitter? And the thought occurred to me, like, I don't want to do a whole nother, you know, social media thing for brown skin and glasses, you know what I'm saying? So when it came time to do a new podcast, it's like, well, I already called the other stuff LS Rules, so that was what the name of the podcast became. So there's, like, a few shows in LS Rules. Um, the main one is, like, LS Rules, where it's me and uh, and I do a chat. Most uh, frequently is um, Andaye, who's um, a chef up in New Jersey, and she's super cool. But Five Song Friday is the real thing. Every Friday I put up... Um, I get a guest or I do it myself and there's five songs and there's a discussion on why um whoever's on chose those five songs. So yeah. Cool, man. Um and sometimes you read from your journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got this show Drifts, um, where I don't know. I I I'm 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 not really sure about that. Because like I have this journal I wrote in like two thousand two, two thousand three. And I thought it'd be interesting to revisit some of those things and see where I'm compared with to life now. And um and so like I find now I'm mostly curious about what is written in there because I don't go thumbing through there. I only go to the day 
that I'm kind of on and I thumb go to it and then I just read it and then go off of there. So mm. I'm, I'm mostly doing it because I'm curious about what I was writing back then. And, uh, and then the other one's like the watchers. So, um, that's like TV and, um, TV and movies. And, and isn't it, uh, I, I can't, cause I don't keep a journal or anything like that, but is it, um, I guess weird or just different to go back and see where your mind was then to where you are now how much yeah. you changed how much you matured and how you look at it and go damn i was stupid yeah well maybe not that but um yeah no there was a lot of that because <laughs> you know you're curious if you could talk to yourself like back then and see what was going on I, that's like an interesting concept and i think it's like interesting to go back and see and that's what i like because i'll record like, I've recorded a bunch of them and just deleted them. I'm like, no one cares about this. Why am I even doing this? But then it's just like, I, I don't know, because you never know. Because every now and then, I'll get compliments on the Drifts episodes more than anything else. So it's like, all right, I guess somebody else finds it interesting, too. So, you know, hey, I'll just do them. I'll keep doing them. Because it's oh. personal about you, and, you know, people come to listen, and it's one of those things where they was like, I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And, and and like I say, it's it's kind of... Well, interesting to see, you know, where I was and what I was thinking and the crap I was into. And it's weird. What's really weird is that I remember writing, not really writing, but I remember the things I'm going through and writing them and everything. It's just, it's just, it's just a mind, mind fuck. That's what it is. Yeah. And, uh, also, Rhett went off and started her own podcast. Yeah. What about my chippies in podcast land? Yeah. I couldn't stay away too long. Uh, yeah. Once. Once uh, it was evident that it was it was time to go our separate ways, um, I knew I didn't want to stop podcasting, but it's kind of like a relationship, like a divorce, mm. you know, like we had a good thing. And then in the beginning, it was a little scary, a little scary to get back out into the world. But then it was like, oh, I, I can I can find my own stride. This is like the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I'm throwing my hat in the air. And all that stuff. So, um, yeah, the podcast is coming along. It's called Black and East Chick. Wonder why. Um, <laughs> and, and right, <laughs> um, right now, it's interesting because I have, um, I've pretty much been doing it solo by myself. I haven't had any guests on yet. Um, but it, I'm finding my groove. You know, I'm finding my groove and I've gotten, some really great feedback from listeners and from folks I would have never expected. And, and it's been pretty overwhelming. So it's been a great journey, really, truly. Um, now, what is the chiclet experiment? Well, the thing is, what I realized in the beginning, like, I would have my Black and East Chick episodes, like, uh, you know, the whole idea was like I was going to cover all these different topics and then, you know, uh, intersperse them with music and edit. But I'm a really busy person. So the thing is, sometimes I wouldn't be able to edit things down as timely as I would like. So I started experimenting. Like there, there are sometimes some topics I felt like I wanted to address right, right away. And not really worry about like editing it down, you know, and, and making it this whole polished type of thing. It, it was things I really wanted to tell, uh, to tell my, 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 my listeners about. So those I figured, let me just see if I could bang out a really short episode, just like bam, 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 just banging out and, and see what happens. And the whole idea was that they would be, you know, no more than like 15, 20 minutes in length. 
and uh, you know just kind of put them out into to the ether just covering one topic one timely topic that i felt like i couldn't wait for like a mega episode to to do and and i would say those those have come along really well like initially it was just about i don't know some saturday night live thing and then it it just kind of like i i had an acquaintance who 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 was uh uh who who was um killed um uh about a week or two ago and it really bothered me and i i i couldn't think of any other way that i wanted to express like a, a tribute to him but it was supposed to be really short and it made me really just start thinking about life and all that jazz and and um yeah stuff like that and it's like a good <laughs> the podcast is like a good outlet for that kind of stuff it it really is because like but at the beginning of the year, I, I had certain goals for myself of what I wanted to do, uh, not only as a comic, uh, in terms of the podcast, in terms of my life. And it just seems that, like, life was like, ha-ha, you got plans, let's see how that turns out. <laughs> and, uh, ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> sucker. And uh, so it's like, it's like almost like anything that could go wrong is going wrong in my life right about now. <laughs> so, so what I've been doing is like, I'm, I was initially, I was trying to keep those feelings stuffed down, but then it was just like, it just started coming out. Mm. It just started coming out and it just started getting real. And I think that a lot of my listeners really could identify it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want it to sound like this is like a, like a bitch session about it because from everything, what I realized is like, when I was able to communicate that to, to my listeners out there, um, as I was talking about what was going on, I realized that I was working my way out of it, you know, mm. working my way out. And with that, I think that in some way, uh, there was a lot of positive that came out of it, um, that it has inspired people and motivated people. And, and that makes me very happy. So, so. It just seems like that's the route, that's the way, uh, the direction the podcast is going. So if you want to hear a crazy uh, Oprah, <laughs> tune into my podcast. Well, you know, Oprah, Oprah already is kind of crazy, so I feel like that, you know. But um, um, now, do you guys, like, ever miss each other now that you guys, because, you know, absence make the heart grow fonder. So is there ever a time, Lamont, where you like, I really could use like uh, a someone to riff for five minutes to fill up some dead air right quick. Or there you go, man. If Rhett, if Rhett was here, first of all, if Rhett was there, it wouldn't just be five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, no, I, 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 I think things um, worked out the way they should because uh, Rhett's stronger doing her own thing, and I'm trying to figure out how to make my thing work out better. So it's a new puzzle to try to figure out but i was um i mean we've we've crossed paths it was a few months before we saw each other then we saw each other at a comedy show and then it seemed like we were going on tour because we were on a couple comedy shows after that right and so um but seeing you know it, I, I think we're cool you know as far as i'm concerned we're cool and so um it was just like you know that just didn't work out like she said it's just a, a relationship that doesn't work out and then like you know it's it's one of those things where like um you know things didn't work out but the kids, I suppose, is the continued, you know, fondness and relationship. So we uh, maintain that. Do y'all, you know? do y'all ever like look at each other's shows to see which one's doing better, and then like get jealous secretly? Actually, it's funny you said. I, I, 
<laughs> more so, not so much about podcasting and Rhett specifically, but I learned uh, recently that I was finding myself getting really wrapped up in, you know, uh, for those who don't know, Rhett and I do stand-up down here in Miami. I found myself getting really wrapped up on shows that I was not getting, and it was not doing me any favors at all. Mm. So I had one of those epiphanies where it's like, uh, you know, you know, some most times you have an epiphany, and it's something great or grandiose about yourself. I had an epiphany that, you know what? shut that shit down you're being a real fucking asshole and you're not doing yourself any favors so mm-hmm. ever since i had that i really have found that i'm not not concerned with a lot of what other stuff goes on and i wish everybody well but that was a, a like you learn lessons throughout life that was a major lesson that i learned so no honest to answer your question um no man i hope uh everything works out for her. cool what about you Rat? you ever look and see if uh see how ls rules is doing and try to see if you can like be on top of the charts uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Rhett, you breaking, I Rhett, <laughs> hey, Rhett, you're breaking up, you're breaking up for some reason, I'm, I'm gonna hang up and call okay. you right back, let me see what happens, <clears throat> this is when it was getting good, too, this is the best, <laughs> this is the she best, said I'm very staticky, is what yeah, very staticky. <laughs> No star, now won't be none. Static, apparently. <laughs> all uh, right. All right, Rick. Uh, what were you saying? Yeah, um, I'm very self-centered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I think in a positive way. Like, I'm very <laughs> much, uh, you know, there was a time when I first started. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the chat room <laughs> response. <laughs> FM and his show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brett, baby. Ah! <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm very self-centered in that, uh, you know, when I first started doing comedy, and I think this translates over into podcasts as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, I used to uh, be kind of paranoid about stuff. Like, oh, my God, what is that person doing? And what is that person doing? And what are they doing? And then I came to realize, you know, just like in life, uh, I am on a race against myself. This is like a marathon versus a sprint. So I am not going against anyone. Um, you know, I, I see it as being an artist and my own personal growth. And I know it sounds like a bunch of BS, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Um, for us, I felt like I didn't, I, you know, personally, I wasn't at a place where I really wanted brown skin and glasses to end. But Lamont... You know, he felt like he needed, you know, I had to respect him as an artist that it was time for him to do what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, it was what was best. I agree with what Lamont was saying, because, you know, it kind of like forced me to go in a new direction. You know, change can be very painful and, and very challenging. And this is why I say it's like a relationship. So in that, just like. Uh, if I was in a romantic relationship with someone, I don't check and see what, uh, broad my dude is now with because mm. I know that deep down I'm the best thing that could ever happen to anybody. So <laughs> I'm not necessarily going, I got blinders on. I, know <laughs> I have blinders on. Um, so it's probably I'm, good that Lamont didn't like start doing his LS rules, but then like, constantly have one female co-host comedian that he was doing because then it would have been more awkward like oh no this nigga didn't just try to upgrade <laughs> on the low so i, I see now, what you're saying 
down. I'm, look, I, I am a human. I, I'm, no, I'm not Gandhi, all right? I'm no saint at all. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, I'm so I'm not, honey. Um, so the thing is, of course, as a human being, I'm sure there would be a small part of me that'd be like, oh, snap, what the bam? Uh, no. uh, <laughs> what the bam? You know, okay, put it like this way. It's like if you was messing with somebody, right? And then they were like, oh, baby, it's not you, it's me. I got to roll on. And you're like, oh, okay, I understand. You got to, you know, go walk the earth like Cain. I understand. And then you turn around and get like a, a, a replica of me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's this? Like, Reggie Bush gets another Kim Kardashian. You're like, what? Right. What is that about? <laughs> yeah, if you would have you know, got like a chick that was, she went by like, the China African American or something like that. <laughs> like, oh really? Oh really? That, that's what we doing. You got a type now? I see. Yeah. Oh, and- oh yeah. I, I would be very much like that. But, but, um, I think that you know Lamont was interested in a lot of things that I wasn't necessarily interested in. Like, I like music, but Lamont loves music. He mm-hmm. likes dissecting that stuff. And my thing is like, I like a hard beat. I like something I can groove to, but I, I don't, I don't want to examine that, you know? And then there are certain things that I really wanted to delve into that just didn't fit in right with the show, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I think in the end of the day, it, it, it did really work out for the best. Now, well, I'm not just, now I'm not saying that I would never collaborate with Lamont again and blah, blah, blah. I would never. Lamont is, uh, is a very intelligent, black man he's very hilarious you should see him live um you know he's got a good head on his shoulders and you know as far as i know he's still available so ladies <laughs> you <must> find, uh, <laughs> uh, those and you know probably fuckable there you go <laughs> i like i like probably. that it tur- i like that it turned to okay cubit <laughs> right. um, you gave the whole whole really fuckable. Yeah. put that on a t-shirt Oh, yeah. online profile. Uh, it turned into black people meet for Lamont real quick. I um, know, right? And, and something that I can say as far as like an audience is one of those things where, yeah, I felt like a little kid because it was like, okay, I got mommy and daddy back, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one of those things where I was like, I looked at Roger like, what do you mean it's no more? I was like, well, I don't understand this. I, I was like, what do you mean they getting a divorce? Cause, cause, you know, for, cause I'm just as you guys always being together. So it was just one of yeah. those things for me as a listener. I was happy when everybody came back because you both do your own thing. And I like, I like both of them because. And a podcast relationship is very, it's very, uh, much like a, a relationship relationship. It's yeah. very much like dating or something because it's publicly becomes a representation of you yes um and uh i feel like now you guys have a podcast open marriage man and uh mm-hmm. you know i'm happy for y'all yeah, you, you can see other people y'all, and date other people y'all and getting out okay there doing some podcast swinging and uh you know i hear you guys you gotta do what yes. you gotta do and, um, and and as a child i accept the relationship good of course uh you guys can find this at show. the end of the oh. day we want both we want you to understand that we both we still love you just as much as we did. I know it was my together. fault. I know it was my fault. That's why you left. Um so uh, uh once again guys you can find us the blackout tips at theblackouttips.com. iTunes Stitcher Radio Podomatic the blackout tips just search for us and uh leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. The official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Bullet ball extreme. <laughs> 
And today's podcast <laughs> is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in code TBGWT. You can get 33% off of some nice headphones, man. High quality headphones. And then you get the 33% off and then you get the free shipping. So it's like it doesn't even cost you anything. But what if they break, Rod? Well, what a dumbass question. Of course, headphones are going to break. They always break. I understand what you mean. Well, guess what? You can just get a lifetime guarantee for no extra charge and send those shits back and get a brand new working pair of headphones. So you basically only have to wear one set of headphones for the rest of your life if you play your cards right. Um, so make sure you guys go to tweakedaudio.com, code TBGWT to get your discounts and the lifetime guarantee. Um, so I was thinking the other day, man, how the fuck did they write the entire Declaration of Independence with no typos? <laughs> good educations. They didn't have their fucking phones in the classrooms, you know, and every other distraction. Their parents weren't going in blaming the teachers that the students weren't learning. They had to actually learn. Damn mm. it. And then uh, all that calligraphy, you really don't want to screw that up. Because, like, I doubt everybody even that signed the Declaration of Independence could read. Like, That's it's just, true. It was like America was still kind of a wild frontier and, you know, motherfuckers were coming through with, you know, but, like, just after like killing British people and shit, and then like, like these, you know, like how many people do you know that have that skill set in their in their right now? They have the kill a bunch of British motherfuckers with guns that you have to manually load after each shot, and write a document that will that will be about for the freedom of a country. I, and I guess the way I view it is that back in the day. You had people with that was their job. They did mm. nothing else but this. Like this but you was have people, their living. We have people that that's their job now, and it comes with spell check, but, and it comes with uh, the red line underneath everything that's yeah, not but, right. But it's different. Like they had to. Like you couldn't fuck it up. Like you ain't have the red line. So if you ain't know how to spell, you ain't keep that job for too long. Yeah, but and if you fucked it up, you were getting flogged in the town square. Maybe that's what it. What well, I still feel like some. Listen, guys. We're all human. I'm smart. I'm a very intelligent person. It's fucking hard for me to write a whole page of something with no mistakes. <laughs> this motherfucker wrote the Declaration of Independence. That was like, I just feel like somewhere there's like a landfill of like thousands of copies. Nah, I believe of just that. like, where it was like, we declare, fuck, declare got one R, two R's. One R. Shit. <laughs> Think you could turn this R into an A? Nah, man. Nah, you got to start over again. And then, you know, and I bet you that's probably how I got it perfect because he had to write that shit thousands of times till he just memorized the layout. You know, I, you know what my theory is? Okay, because English is probably the worst language. Um, that's, anyway. that's the hardest one to learn. Uh, I don't know about the hardest to learn, but it makes the least sense. No! Nah. And I came to the conclusion the reason that we have certain words that are spelled fucked up is probably because it was a typo. And the person was just like, nah, that's how you spell it. Oh. <laughs> I have to, I before E except that to C. Well, what about uh in this word? Uh no, nah, that's how you spell friend. <laughs> I'll just spell it that way. Uh what is this supposed to be? Wednesday? No, it's Wednesday. Why is there a fucking the D what's the N after the D for? And what's this E S for? Uh no, that's how you pronounce when that's how you spell Wednesday. Yeah, and I know the Y changes to an I, but it doesn't always change to an I. Under certain circumstances, then sometimes you do Y S. 
Yeah, I, I guarantee somebody was like, uh, yeah, man, look at all those, uh, I remember that, that book I wrote about the women. And it's like, yeah, but you spelled it wrong. W-O-M-E-N? That's woman. Yeah, no, that just sounds like a bunch of know-it-alls. Uh, like somebody who really just needed to be right all the time. Right. Like, you know, when you're in an argument with someone and there's always somebody who has to disprove you even though you're right already and they just had to one-up on you mm-hmm. with like, yeah, I'm going to throw an extra E-I or a Y or O or and, a silent H. Yeah, they just didn't want to be like, you know what, that makes sense. Why would there be a fucking NES in the middle of Wednesday? That that you're right. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Let me just go get the white out and change it or get a whole new printing press. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. That's Wednesday from now on. To from from here on, Wednesday is Wednesday. Remember that. <laughs> or that sound and be in comb. Yeah. I guarantee you, night. That's like, another one. Why'd you put a fucking K in it? Uh, that's how you spell that. The K is silent. That's who got all the the ass back in the day was a person who was like, um, silent E, man. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Uh, cause I was spelling something and I fucked, I was like sending something on Twitter and it like tells you like, this is wrong. And then I sent it like that one split second where you could not send it. And then you do anyway. You're like, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. And all I could think was like, man, how the fuck did you write an entire, how did anyone write entire documents? Mm. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Life, the, the speed of life was a lot slower. So really you would dedicate, if you were writing a letter, all you of your energy dedicated. and focus was on writing a letter. Like you're not no writing a letter, surfing the web, got this TV going on, listening to music and all this other shit. You were focused. And then there was another, that's another thing, too, for quality. Like, the quality, they say the quality of life, in one regard, you can understand, like, the quality of life in terms of morals and all that shit. But also the quality of life and taking pride in what you were doing. A lot of that has, that's hundreds of years ago, like centuries ago. Like, the amount of quality in what you're doing has gone way down. And they had slaves who were living erasers, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some more slave. <laughs> Give me some more of that slave blood. We'll just like, use rip that. these letters off of this paper. Yeah. Off of this parchment. Yeah. Mammy. That's probably that's they, what that was. That's Fetch probably, me more slave blood. I'm out of ink. Yeah, but I said that's exactly. yeah, they dip they cool in that. Well, you know what's funny though is like I don't romanticize the old days at all. I don't Mm-mm. think I don't think they were concentrating more or they were smarter or anything like that. Um, I just think that, um, if they spell shit wrong, that was, that was it. You know what I mean? It was just, fuck it. That friend is, friend is F-R-I-E-N-D now. Okay. That's how you do it. You didn't know that about 12 years of slave. Like Solomon Northrop would have been done in like four years, but he kept fucking it up with that Barry. (laughs) It would have been four years of slave, but he kept sending, he kept sending the letter and shit was spelled wrong. And it's like, can't be from him. Brad Pitt, come back. Just come back later. Damn. Cause like, like there wasn't a lot of education back in the day either. Like not everyone was educated, but then like every time you see like a civil war, like documentary, they always had that letter from the dude and it's all like proper sounding and it's all spelled right and all this shit. And you're like, no way, no fucking way. Like that dude from the South that's fighting his brother for the civil war cause he wants to own slaves. 
no way that dude was also a great speller. Like, mm-hmm. man, I want to see the outtakes. Show I me the letters on, that didn't make it. Show me the letters that uh, you're like, yeah, yeah, we can't send this one. No. See, I was stuck on the Declaration of Independence, what you put up first, but now we're thinking about all those Civil War letters that they keep finding and everything like that. Damn, yeah. Yeah, and you ever noticed none of, none of the Civil War letters ever mentioned black people? Cause we didn't matter. <laughs> nah, no, what? They never go, they'll never take my niggers from me to lie over my goddamn <laughs> dead body. Never! I will send niggas 25 of these. The <laughs> yes, they that, that, <laughs> or maybe those are just the letters that just haven't made it to the to the Ken Burns documentary. Maybe. They're floating maybe. out there. They're floating out. They gotta there. be somewhere because yeah. all these are way too proper and filled with love. Yeah. My dearest Delilah, I miss you every day like the summer breeze. Men are dying left and right here. Like it's like there's ah! no fucking way. Nobody was like, I can't believe what so many people are dying over these fucking niggers. Jesus Christ, it's hot as shit out here. Well, there's actually, I'm pretty sure there's a Civil War museum on the south side where they've just got a bunch of letters and a bunch of fucking shoe boxes, cedar boxes, and they're like, uh, that's really not a good look for us. <laughs> you just burned. Uh, let's just put oh, that yeah. shit in the wraps. They, yeah. they, they never made it to their destination. Put those, put those letters by the furnace. It's funny, because I was watching, um, uh, Tariq Nasheed's Hidden Colors today, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how the, the Vatican has a whole bunch of stuff that that um, shows the existence of black people in other cultures on other continents, and they got that stuff hidden away in the vaults of the Vatican and that kind of thing. It's the same thing. Same mm, thing. Maybe that's what it is, man. Um, well, uh, <clears throat> I just thought that was interesting, man. Uh, we also have some breaking news here. Breaking. Oh, snap. Uh, let me uh, play my breaking news music. That's right, breaking news. Solange Gate, day 37. Oh, damn. OK Magazine reports. Not OK. Mm hmm. OK Magazine, Karen. Uh, they now say uh, is Beyonce and Jay Z. I mean, are Beyonce and Jay Z. Sorry, I wasn't raised in the South during the Civil War. Rewrite that letter. Let me rewrite that. Are Beyonce and Jay Z in couple ther- couples therapy? <laughs> How are we going to spend all this money? <laughs> Super couple Jay Z, who's forty four, and Beyonce thirty two, just can't put Solange the Solange elevator fight behind them. And on the advice of gal pal Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know she gives good advice. <laughs> They've turned to three times a week counseling to rescue their marriage. We still don't know exactly what caused Solange to attack her brother-in-law in the elevator at the Met Ball back in May, but many people believe that the brawl was caused by Solange accusing but Jay-Z of being a womanizer, so he's vowed to change his ways. In front of B, he called the rumored mistress Rachel Roy to end their relationship. No more cozy dinners, no more late-night phone calls, says the source. He's even deleted her number from his phone. Um, If this is couple counselor, don't they have, like, uh... Client patient confidentiality and and shit like that. Like, yeah, if, how do we even know all this? Right. If this was if this was counselor, if this oh, was true, they would be suing the fuck out of that counselor. And that's if they even are seeing a counselor. If there you go. 
Cause to me, they just make shit up just to make shit up sometimes. Sometimes you get a sometimes you get an ass whooping so good you gotta go to counseling. That's also why they're going on tour together. Cause you know these little allegations kind of popped up. She's like, you are not going out by yourself this summer, Mister and Mrs. Carter, motherfucker. And so then we get this. It seemed like a really good marketing ploy, but really she's watching his ass. Nah, yeah, but the thing is, I think this is probably like the tour. I'm thinking the tour, the idea of the tour sounded good. Hey, I'm on tour. You're on tour. I miss you. Let's go on tour together. And then the fight happened. And let's just all what happened. Let's let's just say they really are in couples counseling. If you're in couples counseling, going on tour together is the worst thing to ever uh, do because now you're already annoyed by this person. Now you got to see him at work, twenty four seven. You on the That's- tour bus. That's you why the brown skin and glasses tour didn't happen. We were getting ready to go out. <laughs> that shit was going to be hot. Yeah, it was Rhett's sister got into the elevator with Lamont, and it was really, yeah. really awkward after Her that. mama was on the scene. It was real ugly. Yeah. She was reaching for me, but it wasn't with violence. It was with love. <laughs> <laughs> take it. If I can't yeah. have him, no one can. Then she started kicking at the sister. It was ugly. Uh. That, yeah, that probably would never happen. <laughs> but it's an interesting scenario. Hey, I can write my own. I will write my own penthouse letter on parchment, and it will be perfectly spelled. <laughs> in my well, in my uh, brown skin and glasses fan fiction, this totally happened. So yeah, uh, see, that, I read the know, book. It could happen. It could happen. If Lamont look, there would be a couple, just a, a couple minor, minor edits. It would have to happen. Uh, Lamont would have to be uh, a half a foot taller, a, a half a foot taller, three shades darker, and more angst in his life. Well, I, I don't. I feel like as black man. I feel like <laughs> in, I feel like in my version, uh, it wouldn't matter because your heaving bosom would be <laughs> uh, totally enthralled with his nether regions, no matter what. So I, that's how I, my I, books go. Was it mine or his? <laughs> mm. But you know, uh, you do got to show a little chest on the cover of these, uh, on these covers of these books. So. Yeah, with the, with um, the wind blowing in the fan. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to uh, put Lamont's yeah. uh, bosom on the chest on the cover either. We 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 we, we make that the book club book. Brown mm-hmm. skin and glasses, the true story. The the real the inside dope on Behind brown the skin glasses. <laughs> <laughs> the breaking of the glasses, the brown skin and glasses story. Um, speaking of uh, brown skin, you can. <laughs> speaking of um uh forbidden you don't know where hers ends and his begins all right that's enough <laughs> speaking of forbidden romances jeremy Mc, jeremy meeks uh the model slash prisoner uh the felon bay as they call him hey. <laughs> i made him my avatar on facebook and twitter just to make him mad uh, hey, Tim, Tim, I usually don't like them light, but hey, felony! <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw someone who was so mad today. They photoshopped him to make him darker skin, and they were like, "I bet you bitches don't want him now." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, he just another ch- another uh uh chocolate color." Mm-hmm. Well, Ooh. apparently, uh, TMZ is speculating that he can make. Tens of thousands of dollars just for looking like a hot gangster. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but you know what? He got to keep it closed crop. I saw another picture of him floating around on the Facebook 
where he has that horrible West Coast ponytail. It is not a good look. Well, you know what? You know what? He's obviously, those were the old days. We all all have our pictures that we're embarrassed by. Uh. Um, But uh, he's moved on to that, to now. Blaze Models, spelled M-O-D-E-L-Z, tells TMZ... Ah! Tells TMZ that gang, gangster models are hot right now. Are they? Are they? Is it in, is it insensitive to use the term homo thug? Um, yes, probably. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I want to assume yes without yeah. knowing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Who knows nowadays? You never know. It's like one day it just some term. Like I didn't even know tranny was offensive until like a week after it was offensive. Yeah. So, what? You yeah. Know, tranny's like. The niggers for transgender people? No, I didn't know that you didn't know that that was offensive. Well, I could. Well, it depends. Well, it, back it in depends. the day, I'm saying like when I found out it was offensive, I'm like, really? Tranny's offensive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the, the what I was saying was like, if the gangster models are what's hot, then that just means there's going to be a bunch of gay thug models running around. Well, you know what's funny is, yeah. Well, a lot. It's no secret that a lot of models are gay, right? So, right. It's kind of funny though that. um I don't know that this is true because, like, I'm trying to think of advertising I've seen. Like, I don't know if I've seen a commercial. Where I was like, God damn, I'm scared of this dude. Oh, it, he's selling me Gap. You know, like, where are these, <laughs> where are these ads? It's just the, you know what it is? It's those, it's those piercing eyes. Mm, I'm not usually beautiful. into all that, that whole blue eye sensation look. But he's got an amazing jawbone. You got to, you got to mm-hmm. admit. I don't care if you're gay or straight. You see right. them eyes and that jawbone. I mean, you know, I guess if you're a dude, you can imagine what he could do with that jawbone. But as a woman, you're like, oh, this is kind of pleasing. That's not bad if you into that. I don't like that teardrop shit. That's not into um, That just reminds me of a bad mole. But I know that's like some killer stuff. Hey, hey, he's in. Hey, hey, don't be trying to hate because he's a man and everybody's <laughs> slobbering all over him, Lamont. <laughs> on the dude. The dude's going to destroy himself at the rate he's going. I ain't got no reason to hate him. What? You got, but you got to throw the receding hairline? Really? I'm looking really? at a big-ass picture of him, and I just see the LeBron James is like, yeah, I would work with that. Lamont, <laughs> <laughs> you just... You need to look into his piercing blue eyes, that come hither stare, that five o'clock shadow, and that weird North Carolina tattoo. I don't understand that, but like, like you got to look at the whole picture. <laughs> I just I like that uh, the gender roles have totally been reversed on this because um, now women are acting like uh, they never say anything when dudes are fawning over like some chick, you know, like. Cause we've all had that conversation. We're like, yo, Nicki Minaj looking good as shit. Yeah, with her fake ass. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm the hating ass bitch in this situation. Yeah, you're now well, the hating woman. Yeah, look at his look at his eyes with the teardrop. Like, yeah, you're now the gender roles have totally been reversed. This is awesome. You don't see the crust in his eye because you're looking at them piercing gray. <laughs> I love it though. Look, I'm look. In all seriousness, I you know I know we shouldn't be glamorizing the felony or the gun charge. He hasn't and, been convicted of this. And, and, the gun charge allegedly. You know he was wrapped up. He was in a sting. So it was a sting against black men who just so happened to have firearms in their possession, whether or not they were registered <laughs> or not. 
questionable, you know, I'm not in, I'm usually not into, you know, the light, you know, cafe cold, and, and, combeche, but you know, and, I mean, how can you not like this picture? And, and I, I'm, Go I'm, ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. And I guess the thing for me is like, it is role reversal because why should all that shit matter? It's just a goddamn picture. When people post pictures of these women, they don't go when she was recently arrested or, you yeah. know, she got all, you know, 14 baby mamas. They go, damn, look at that ass. Click and go on to the next picture. Well, you know what? That's, Heck that's yeah. what's funny to me is everybody's doing this like, well, this is what normally happens. It normally kind of is gray. Like, normally if you do put some shit like that on your timeline someone will have something to say true no and like and it works both ways I, to me it's just funny because now the annoyance is totally on the other side like can we just lust after this nigga please it's like well what about his felony records it's like i don't oh, care about that that's right it my, don't my, matter my, my vagina is moist the end of the fucking discussion what yeah. is the why do we need to put all these politics in it? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like, remember when we used to use, um, pictures of like internet models and shit to be like, Hey, come check out the show at five. And there was like this huge fucking discussion. Like, Oh, should they be exploiting these women? I'm like, I didn't like go to these women's house, kick over their bathroom and take a picture of them in the shower. They put pictures of themselves online. None of the pictures were completely naked or whatever, but people were like, this is exploiting these women and it's not fair. And I remember thinking like, oh, okay. So apparently women never ever lust after dudes. Like this never happens. This is a crazy situation that no. only our podcast can get into. And yeah, when you see it go the other way, like it, I kind of like it because it's like, oh, that's right. Women are pieces of shit too. Right. And you- we can all be attracted <laughs> to people and don't give a fuck about what kind of person they are. That's what nope. attraction is. Attraction doesn't go. Well, what are they going to be a good father? I don't know. Are they going to fucking knock the brakes off my pussy tonight? The end. Right. That's all I care about. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was funny, man. Um, but yeah, they, they think he can make 15 to $30,000 a month being a high end fashion model. Uh, which I, you know, good luck to him. If he can get out, you know, if he can get out, maybe he can get back into, you know, get into the fashion game and like, fucking blow up man I, I would capitalize on the pandemonium if i was in why i could oh, me yeah. too and mind you, why, the uh, expert in this article is the person who works for the modeling agency that spells models with a z, z. so yeah. you know that they have the utmost respect <laughs> for the industry and standards well i i feel like that would be the foremost gangster model ever. like i feel like the z gives him authority over the gangster part of the model <laughs> Thing that he, that he's, he's like gangster models is in it's like uh you know what i'll allow it you spelled it with a z so you so, probably know so which uh so uh who's putting money on which which uh hip-hop video he's gonna be on next on first who's putting it who's taking money on this um uh, well who's still in prison because i feel like <laughs> that's gonna reach out first get their hands on a camera phone in prison yeah i'm not saying he did it i'm just saying uh, nobody in jail. Nobody in jail says they did it. Is all I'm saying. It's alleged. It was a sting. You know, yeah. there was some weapons involved, but you know, it didn't say that he murked anybody. Well, you it know what, just- Rhett? Uh, first of all, he's been in prison for nine years before. But Rhett, you brought up a great point, and I and you know what's funny is I didn't see anyone say this shit. Where are all my the black man gets railroaded by the white man when he's put in incarceration? Brothers, we got to stand up to this shit. I haven't seen anyone 
any brothers be like, yo, man, see, black people always getting targeted for some bullshit. Like, fuck that pretty nigga. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> immediately what happened. Lock him up and throw him, throw away the key. Put him oh, under yeah, the cell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Let out, let out one of them ugly dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you lusting nothing him, bitch, I'm right here. Right. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, another- that was the other thing that somebody mm-hmm. just put up in the, uh, in the chat was that, um, uh, you're probably getting there, but his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that the next article. Yeah, that's the next like, article. Just imagine this motherfucker goes home or whatever, he gets a phone call or some shit. Who all these bitches putting you up on their <laughs> Instagram? Why these bitches all up? And he's like, what? <sighs> Well, his uh, dick pics leaked, so I don't know how. Oh, how did they leak? She might have put him out. All right, right, his dick leaks. Fuck that dude. (laughs) Haterism is running deep. Yeah. The haterism is deep. Lamont Lamont is like one more joke from being like, and this is why the nice guys can't get women. Like, he's just like almost there. Like, (laughs) we almost got the pot uh, boiling. Where's my man with the BMW who... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, thank you. We're going to go on tour. We're going to ride for that dude. <laughs> do it together. Yeah, his his wife is upset about the attention he's getting, as I think most women would be. Because was like, you know, if you're his wife, you had to go from, like, kind of pissed. Like, Jeremy, you told me you were done with this life. Now your ass in jail again. How the fuck we going to feed... I don't know the kids or the dog or how I'm gonna make rent. Uh, who's how I can't afford your bill it, to like what the fuck you're trending on the internet? No, I'm not bailing you out. <laughs> Stay the fuck in there. You better mm. call up the motherfucking situation and go hit some of these clubs. Yeah, <laughs> she gonna be she gonna be backstage like uh, LL Cool J's wife. And yeah, shit. And you and you know what? If she was smart, she'd put out the collection plate. Come on, girls, let's get them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beyonce, what are we gonna do about our man out here? <laughs> she gonna have a Kickstarter and shit. For fifty thousand oh, dollars, you can spend the night with him. Do you think Solange would ever have a Kickstarter? <laughs> uh, I feel like she already started Beats them kicks. Man. Yeah, she is the kick. Uh, uh, yeah, she the kick and the starter. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, last week Jeremy Meeks became every woman's felonious, felonious bay. When his mugshot went viral, considering the circumstances, Meeks was arraigned on charges of, for 11 felonies last week. One person in particular isn't happy about the situation, his wife. According to CBS Sacramento, a friend of Meeks' wife said the woman is furious. Her man is in there, and people are taking it as a joke, thinking it's funny, talking about his looks, saying all kinds of crazy things. Well, every joke has a victim, okay? Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's his wife. And nobody gives a fuck because the internet. Like Mm-mm. all these people that normally champion causes are right up on this dude's dick. They like, <laughs> I don't care if she sees this shit or not. I want that dick. And like, like, like on Facebook. I, th- I think the police department was like, God damn, this is the most likes we done got all year. Yeah. The Los Angeles Times reports that, by the way, what if the police just start because they need the internet traffic? What if they just start pulling over handsome people? Uh, damn, we're fucked up. Right? <laughs> yeah. They had to have a makeup sir, crew. Sir, you know, you know what you were doing wrong? No, I was just, uh, I was just driving. I, I was doing the speed limit, officer. I'm gonna need to see your license and registration. You know, you're a little uh. too fine to be, uh, driving on this side of town. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Let, let me be a police officer. Yeah, you're a little too handsome, uh, to be driving on this side of town. You take off those shades, sir. Can I see those eyes? Okay, we got blue eyes. I might have to call this in. I have to call this in. Yeah, we got a, we got a 69, 69. We got a 69, 69 going right now. I'm going to need backup. 
I'll, I need all the girls to come out here. Bring the cameras. Yeah, bring the bring the cameras. Bring the makeup artists. Oh yeah. Los, the Los Angeles Police Department will be fucking <laughs> blowing. A stock the California Police bring, Department. Bring, bring the costumes. We need more. Fi- we need more Facebook followers, guys. Let's let's go. All more women would join the force. Doing the mug shots. Say that again, Lamont. Andy Leibovitz is doing the most. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold this basketball. Hold this basketball. All right, now, now give me blue steel. Um, <laughs> oh, let me ask you this. Kind of related. I, you guys are more online than me. Why the fuck was Kermit the Frog a big deal at the same time this Meeks guy was? What do you know what that was about? It was people, like yesterday or the day before. People were just photoshopping Kermit the Frog reactions to shit, and uh, it got out of control. At one point, the latest one I saw was Kermit the Frog watching Frog porn on the discovery channel ah, and I, yeah i said this is going too far you guys have oh you guys are taking this, it too far did, did that just come random or was there some jim henson news or something I, why it just out no. of nowhere right yeah no, they just been doing him and miss piggy there's and always it's been hilarious yeah there's always pictures of uh Kermit the frog like sipping uh sipping uh, sipping lip, like out of a tea mug yeah that that's, one i saw today yeah that that that's been going around for a long time but the photoshop thing is uh, the Photoshop wow. thing is new. Okay. The Los Angeles Times reports that the 30-year-old was charged for illegal possession of a firearm gang activity, violating his parole after being stopped in Stockton, California last Thursday. He became a household name after his mugshot, which at this point he could autograph, sign, and present to women and have them pass out. It was added to the Stockton Police Department on Facebook. They caught a bunch of people on Twitter for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, it's just crazy, man. The the game is rigged and uh Nobody gives a fuck about his wife, man. Sure don't. Somebody said he has a, a thing where they've raised $4,000. I'm waiting on his wife. First of all, that's ridiculous. But that's second a lot of commissary. That's a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. That's a whole lot of... Is he in Gen Pop? Are they, is he, like, because of his prettiness, do you think he's now, like, a target for, like, amorous visits now? I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot of oatmeal cream pies and cigarettes, so he'll be all right. You know? <laughs> yes, that should keep him off his ass for a bit. Yeah, they got the link in the chat room. It's GoFundMe, so you know what, ladies? Take them ones that you were going to spend at the strip club. How, how do we know they're really going to get the money? I don't know, but they raised 4000 Yeah. Well, here's uh, some other news here, guys. Uh, Robin Thicke. Has come out with, uh, his out, al- his, uh, uh, single from his new album, Paula. We talked wow. about, we covered the track listing yesterday, but, uh, his first song is out. I'll put it in the chat room, but I'll play something for you guys. It's called Get Her Back. Cause, uh, he doesn't have a lot of subtlety to his game. <laughs> I mean, it's never been a strong lyricist. He's just, uh, letting it out there. So you and your girlfriend sing Let's get you back tonight Now he has a woman in the video A shocking case of alleged that, child endangerment Stop. Sheriff's deputies say it Anyway, uh, he has um, a woman in the video That kind of looks like Paula Patton mm. Yeah um, and This is so uncomfortable This is so uncomfortable He has no what? shirt on and the the woman is rubbing his 
like bare chest and stuff. Mm. But so keep the in second mind, single is sorry I fucked the chick that looked like Paul Patton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, song number two is yeah. my bad. Did it again. <laughs> all right, all right, for real this time it's song number three. <laughs> no, this time I mean it. Yeah, <laughs> come on, it's girl. The, you know what else is fucked up? They accused him from taking that song with uh, him and Pharrell and Ti of stealing the Marvin Gaye. So basically, this whole album, since it's dedicated to getting Paul Patton back, is the um, "Hear My Dear." So mm-hmm. he just basically stole the Marvin Gaye concept album for his concept album. He's also showing her text messages. They sit back and forth to each other. Are you serious? Oh. No. Yeah, yeah, it pops up on the screen. Mm-hmm. I gotta get a go, get a go, get a go, get a bag. I gotta treat her right away. I gotta cherish her for life. I gotta get a go, get a go, get a go, get it tonight. Uh, this is yep. so uncomfortable. This is like when you see like you with your girls and then you see her dude come up or not even a dude that just really likes her and he's like professing her love and everyone's like, ugh, she's about to say no. Make yeah. this uncomfortable and stop now. Oh, uh, could, you, could you imagine her looking at this video going, uh, why is you putting our text messages on your goddamn video son yeah and it says stuff like you embarrass me i can't make love to you anymore uh i kept trying to warn you that you were pushing me too far uh yeah back to the song i never should have raised my voice or made you feel so small i never should have asked you to do anything at all I should have kissed you longer. I should have held you stronger. And I wait for forever for you to love me again. All, All I wanna do is keep it light, keep it light. All I wanna do is make it right, make it right. All I wanna do is give you that thing, play you that song you and your girlfriend sing. Also, his face is made up to look like he's been in a fight and he's bleeding and his uh, face is bruised up sometimes. It's uh, very weird. Very weird. Yeah, but but the thing is, what I hate is the, the lyrics. He says, I just want to keep it light. Mm-hmm. Keep it light. This is not keeping yeah. it light. Light yeah. skin. Don't you understand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it light skin. No. <laughs> no. Let's get you back tonight. I gotta get a go get a go. If I'm punching his face, one of the text messages I wrote a whole album about you. Karen, what'd you say? I said, yeah, those those, those scars part of himself punching himself in the face from all the crying and shit oh. he'd been doing, abusing himself. I gotta get a go, get a go, get a go, get a back. I gotta. By the way, he said I wrote a whole album about you. The next text message is I don't care. Paula writes. <laughs> Paula is so listen. Paula got her a young man, uh, ten years her her junior. She ain't tweeted in seventy seven days. She over this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, the thing is, it's like the worst thing when you're when you're uh, you're in a relationship with the musician. 
It's like, and musicians should know this by now. They're always fucking writing songs about you. Why the fuck would she care if he wrote an album? He does that shit anyway. The last couple of albums, all of his singles was probably about her too. That's what he probably told her in the first place. So mm-hmm. what, why would this be any different? Yeah, it reminds why? me, it reminds me of his last album, I'm Definitely Cheating on You. And I was like, that seems a bit on the nose. And now we know the secret. <laughs> Wow. Behind, I'm definitely cheating on you. But this is a win-win for Robin Thicke, because either he gets Paula Patton back, or he gets every woman wet within a fucking 500-mile radius. See, that's where I think you're wrong. And we have two experts on the show. Ladies, is this the kind of thing that makes you go, oh, I I need to give him some? I didn't say Mm -hmm. smart ladies. Oh. Well, then what, other, the what other kind are there, Lamont? How many of the other kind are there out there, Lamont? You trying to say there's a throng of, of, of just majority of stupid women out here? What's going on? They weren't smart enough to find the link, okay? So put it like that, so I ain't really all that concerned. <laughs> what? What? Uh, oh, I gotta change your flight. I gotta get it, go, get it, go, get it, go, get it tonight. Oh, it's so hard, it's so what are you talking about his dick probably so but it doesn't have to be she can't take him back after this she can't it's just too much Mm -hmm. too much too much has been revealed it's not interesting it's not intriguing anymore what made their relationship look like satisfying to the outside world is like you have two beautiful people in this interracial thing and they're doing wonderful things and his career is bigger than hers and blah, 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 blah. And now after all of this, it's like, it's just icky and like, ugh. Mm. it's like if he, if he starts slipping, then they're going to be like, oh, they better get into a domestic squabble so he can get back on the charts. Yeah. That's the only way to save his career. Well, I think the song, and the, the thing is, the song is one note, basically, because mm-hmm. it sounds like this the whole time. I'm going to stop playing it just because it's, it's kind of sickening. But um, it's so, like, pathetic to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hate um public displays of private shit like this where, um like, you know, and I'm not saying music in general, but, like, we know there's an entire like private story. You putting her text out is kind of creepy. Like, right. that was a yeah. private conversation between you and your wife at the time, and it was basically an argument. And we all know this is real. Like, mm-hmm. do we know for a yeah. fact those are the real tweets, though? Uh, I mean, a lot I mean, of this stuff can be doctored. What if now, let's say okay. Paula Patton has moved on. Robin Thicke knows it, and he's still going ahead with this as some kind of just. Fuck it. Let me just play out the drama of the whole situation. Holy shit, dude. You are giving me deja vu because I, honest to God, had this conversation with you in my head before we did the show. <laughs> this, this, and it's just that Lamont is full of conspiracy theories. No, it freaked, it freaked like me this. out because I thought Lamont would say this. And my answer is, I don't know if Lamont already knows my answer, but um, it would be creepier if it's not real. Like, it, you, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and going, this is the, some creepy shit, man. You should have kept this between y'all. If he faked it, it's like worse. It's like you manipulative, crazy, insane person. Like, who the fuck does this? I'm going to publicly cheat on my wife and embarrass the fuck out of her and then make up a Twitter text <laughs> in a video. That's, that's, that's the worst plan ever. I oh. do not like 
any of that. Weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, that would make him even worse of a person than, <laughs> like right now, I think there's an element of, you weren't in a good place when you wrote all this shit. So, you know, hey, it, it takes some people break up. They have a harder time getting over it than others. Maybe in a year or two, we can revisit his and, career and it won't be so weird. But right now, this shit is so fresh. Yeah, this, sca- it's, this hasn't even scabbed over. It's yeah. yeah. wide open. And, and the thing, I guess, to me, it just depends on the artist. Mm-hmm. He isn't, when I think about some of my favorites he's okay and he has like a song or two per album and some albums i didn't even like at all he's made yeah. in the past so it's not like he's gonna do something and like for some people whenever they go through pain their next album be the best shit ever because you can feel it but with him it's like you simping you know, yeah. that's what I feel. I feel somebody that's simping and crying after their woman, you mm-hmm. know. And it's one thing to write a love song, but basically you you wrote a song with tears on it. You know what? I can't. <laughs> it's the Jeremy Meeks of songs. Ew, ew. I mean, you yeah. wrote a song with tears on it is the best thing ever. And she oh, looking man. sideways going, no, why would, why, why, if, if you make a video with our texts and all this stuff. You don't care enough about me to I, keep some shit private. I personally cannot fucking wait till Tuesday when this album comes out next Tuesday. Cause, um, this is going to be the comedy album of the year. <laughs> yeah. I was been all day listening to this shit, laughing at this dude. Cause I mean, he look, man, you cheated on a chick. You are so blatant about it. Like you public and publicly embarrass a woman like that. It's a wrap, dog. Like, you can probably come back from cheating. You can probably yes. come back from, uh, you know, a private embarrassment or something yes, like that. Yes, you can. Like, it, there's a chance. There's no fucking chance when everybody knows she will have, like, looked all this evidence in the face and decided it's okay if she gets back with you. She just, okay. the ego's too big for that. Anybody's ego is just like, okay, I can't. I, you know what? <laughs> You know what? I can't be seen with you. For Robin Thicke. How the fuck does he come back and have a career after this album comes out? I don't. How do you go back to being, all right, everybody, let's party. Right. I ain't partying with you. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get some career. How does he come back? Oh, I don't know. We don't come back because this will be a low point. And then it's like, hey, everybody, I'm over my relationship. We can party now. Yay. That's the thing. We don't even have Oprah no more. Where's he gonna oh, go? Don't. Where's he gonna go to like have his come to Jesus moment? He'll go on own. He'll go on own. He'll do master class or Iliana fix my life. Iliana. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I would love to see that uh, Yala trying to fix Robin Thicke's life. Uh, Look yourself in the, with them. Look yourself in the mirror, Robin. <laughs> say say to yourself that you are worth it, worthy enough. But uh only yeah. if DMX is in it. That's the only way I would watch that. Yeah. I, yeah. I Yeah, I can't wait to hear this album. It's going to be good. I going to be terrible. This dude had self-destructed, man. And I'd rather hear JJ Fish than this mess. Uh it's beautiful to watch. This is uh uh-huh. this is great to watch. I was my highest of hopes was that he would be making shit like this. And when I heard this single, I was giddily laughing, just sitting <laughs> in my, sitting in my laptop, yeah. like he really put the text on there. Like, 
do what is the next video gonna be you know where do you go from this the only thing that like okay listening to this is so uncomfortable but the only thing that makes me feel ununcomfortable about this is that whole thing about uh when he sued the estate of Marvin Gaye about, you know, using the song and all that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. You you can't surely be in your right mind if you're going to actually sue them. It's the same beat. And now this, it's almost like it's kind of like just desserts. I don't want to say, ha, ha, fully on you, ha, ha. But uh, it's almost like karma. It's like I, just, karma. I, just hope, I just hope the next song is like, I'm sitting outside in the rain. Rain, yeah. ah! rain down. There's gonna be rain involved. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah. be. He gonna have to have a video in the rain. There's water in this one to symbolize him crying, and he screams into the water a couple times. And oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be rain. Yeah, I got. I definitely need to see him like his, shirt off. Like, what is his song for stalking her? You I know? don't know. Like, what is that song? All these songs are gonna be on the slow jams album. Yeah. Now, by the way, someone on Twitter, I forget the dude's name, but he was like. Yeah, I wrote something about this too. And, uh, he was like one of the male feminist dudes that's like, uh, almost so feminist that is like more so than feminist feminist than women feminist. And, uh, he was like, I made a parody of it too. And there's a cover. And instead of saying Paula for the album, it said patriarchy as an album. And, uh, I was like, no. I don't, I don't think this is a feminist issue necessarily. And it was like, well, the, the male entitlement, to make him even do this album i was like this is not this is crazy this is like what happens when you like break up and fuck up in your relationship like they didn't have a gender to it women have done crazy shit like this too like mm-hmm. i was like have you never yeah. and so the guy was like well is 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 uh different because it's a man i was like i don't know you never had an argument with a crazy woman that liked you never <laughs> Cause the shit they've done, they can do some manipulative, embarrassing shit in public too. Yes, they can. That will get you to be like the feeling of embarrassment is enough to make you be like, listen, why don't we just go home and talk about this? Even though you already decided you're not gonna be with him, it's yeah. just let's get out of the public spotlight. You're, you're crying. Uh, my professor is here. The rest don't of rip class. your shirt no more. You know, and they and they be and like, I was like, so and he was like, well, because I was like, okay, listen, dude, have you never? been the conversation where a woman was wrong but you were in public and she did something that made you be like i'm just gonna go along to get along until we can get the fuck somewhere where i won't be embarrassed yeah he was like if that if that ever happened he's like if that ever Sometimes you gotta milk it. You gotta milk them. Right. I mean, I don't know about dudes, but. They're pulling out their camera phone. We're gonna be on YouTube. Stop. Right. Did I hear somebody yell, world stop? Put your titties away. If you ever had, even if you've had female friends, they will fucking tell you the inside dope. Like, oh yeah, that nigga was, um, yeah, he said he's gonna break up with me. And we was in the middle of IHOP. So I started crying. And, uh, I was like, not here. It won't happen today. And I was like, so you just start. Fake crying in the fucking middle. Of the oh, I was bawling. My big tears. I don't, I don't remember what I got me an extra state. But I always love this scene. There's some dude where he's breaking up with a girl, and they're like, "How are you gonna break up with her?" And she starts crying. He's just constantly eating. Like, you gonna finish that? 
I don't yeah. remember what movie that was, but that's always been such a great scene. Yeah, but you oh know, God. it don't go like that most of the time. Because, no, never. No, that's yeah. why it was a movie. Yeah, that's why I was. Yeah, I've seen that movie. I can't remember the name of, it, but yeah, I've seen that movie. That scene. I was like, that's hilarious. That's not how that goes. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and the thing is, so the guy was like, well, if I've ever argued with a woman, I probably was the one who was wrong. And I was like, get the fuck out. I no, we can't Seinfeld. be friends. We, we can't be friends. Can. Like, who is it? Who is the person? You could be wrong, and, and she's upset. <laughs> yeah, you could be wrong. Exactly. I was, but I'm like, but but him, he was like, as a man, I'm probably the one who's always wrong, and it's like, no. that, you know what, man? Then how do you know you're not wrong talking to me right now? Like, I feel like I feel like then you should accept. So, <laughs> who is this gentleman who is admitting that he is wrong every time he is in that argument with a female? Right. I need to know who this individual is. So you can go. Where are there more of them? You want to go find? You want to go find him and walk all over him? <laughs> where is this tribe? <laughs> That'd be perfect. Man, you kind of lost me when it was like the emotional and the feelings and blah blah blah. But when he said every time I, I can imagine him t- tweeting every time I've gotten into a verbal altercation with a female, it was probably my fault. And you it happened. You, yes. Who is this? Wow. I need to enable this person. I don't. With their, other issues. <laughs> I, I I disagree because I'm looking at you like, where's your balls? Because you because somebody chopped them off because you don't have none. Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck is? Yeah, like who are who are these people that are? I mean, maybe there is somebody who's into that. I don't know, but I I don't know how anybody's into the dude who's like, I'm always the one who's wrong when we're. <laughs> no, you need some, t- I, I need no, some I testosterone. Agree. I agree. You need to you need to have a yin and a yang. You need yeah. to have two forces colliding. So you'll have amazing makeup sex afterwards. <laughs> also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be with you if your dumb ass was wrong all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm married to a dummy. You know, this motherfucker's <laughs> wrong every discussion, male, and they know it. Male or female, yeah. I don't. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. But if you're dumb and you're wrong all the time, why am I with you? That shit was embarrassing, man. Maybe it was like that that cliche of the dude who's so feminist because he's trying to fuck feminist or whatever. But yeah, I, I was like, damn, that's a terrible cliche, but you're being it. Like I didn't call him any names. I didn't say anything other than, you know, this is probably one of those times when you're wrong. Other than that, I didn't say anything to him. <laughs> Cause I was just like, dude, this you're being ridiculous right now. You'd never, a woman can't be wrong and can't embarrass a man in public. Cause I feel like the male public proposal and the, uh, public, like, baby, I'm begging. It can be romantic to some people, but to a lot of people, it's just fucking embarrassing. It's like, yes. I'll, I'll just say whatever it takes to get out of this embarrassing situation. <laughs> and when we get backstage, I'm going to say, fuck no, I'm not marrying you. Yeah. It's right. our second date. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it puts pressure on the other party when right. people do that. And Robin Thicke is officially making that theme music right now. <laughs> He's uh, he's making the vegan ass scene music. I can't wait till next Tuesday. I'm gonna buy so it. Comfortable. Uh, so are they are they all ballads? Are they all ballads, or is there like some some poppy tunes in there too? Like, I don't hey, know. Baby, I want you back. Want you back. Want you back. Want you back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I want you back. Want you back. Want you back. Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's all gonna be text. Uh yeah. I can't yeah, imagine it. From what I'm saying, it goes back and forth because then he's got that slow jam where he's like, I'm hiding in the bushes to get back in your bushes, and I just want you to know. You know, there's that one. 
the the songs are you're my fantasy get her back still madly crazy lock the oh. door oh my lock the door what oh, i like to do a kill you parentheses in the bushes right i like that karen has heard these track lists yesterday and she's still surprised yep number five whatever i want living in new york city uh, love can grow back black tar cloud look too little too late tippy toes my favorite oh he's gonna be hanging up by her tippy toes something bad the opposite of me time of your life and forever love so whichever one you think is gonna be upbeat maybe tippy toes Wait, wait, what's the black tar, baby? What is that about? What? <laughs> black tar cloud. Black tar, baby. Black tar cloud. That's what okay, I thought the first I'm time, like, too. Don't be bad. dangerous territory. That's what, you know, white dude has been messing with a, a chicken color too long and thought he could take, like, some, you know, some liberties and stuff. I just want to make sure. No, 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 no. That's, that's when he no, really, no, no. That, that's the one where he really gave up. I can't wait for the text messages on that video. Duh. Black tar, baby. <laughs> oh sorry was you i thought were you going in on the black tar baby sorry. no 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 that was it okay because i was seeing a, the deluxe the deluxe version has um the one extra track of denzel really denzel <laughs> right how you you showed your titties in that movie one time um uh the obamas are gonna make their girls get minimum wage jobs so they can learn hard work that, that's a cute yeah. idea that's a cute headline Yep. Uh, now the minimum wage job, one of them's gonna be like a uh, on a like Hollywood movie, uh, like a production assistant. Yeah, yeah, production assistant. So I'm not that that's a glamorous job necessarily. But no, that that can be. Uh, I've been a production assistant. Mm-hmm. That can that can be lower than minimum wage because at least if you're working at McDonald's. You know, they give you a uniform. They say, okay, you will gradually make your way to the prior, blah, blah, blah. It's regimented. A production assistant, sometimes you're doing some crazy, crazy stuff. Here, walk Mariah Carey's dog. Okay. <laughs> I had a friend who had to do that. That's that You might be allergic to dogs, but you want to keep your job, so you do it. If it's a job, it's a it's going to be a tough way to go. If it's a fun little experience, you don't give a shit. I had my internship at Saturday Night Live. I had to do every little scrub thing, but I loved it because it was fun. It wasn't my living. It was fun. It was all fun. And if you're the president's daughter, you know, sure as shit, this is not your living. So you can just hang out and do, oh, you want me to go fucking get some dry cleaning? Okay, no problem. Come on, three Secret Service guys. Let's hop in the expedition and go do this shit. Yeah, part of me likes it because I do think that it instills that like thing that keeps people from becoming huge assholes just because their parents have money you know it's like when your parents are like oh yeah i got a house mm. not not we you didn't play shit so you know like the first time you try to run away from home and they're like oh you can take everything you bought yeah yeah mm-hmm. nothing i'll spot you the clothes on your back right i'll spot oh is that a bike oh you're gonna get away on the bike yeah i bought the bike so yeah you're gonna be walking <laughs> so but yeah but i do kind of like the idea of like instilling hard work ethic and all that stuff um yeah. through the minimum wage thing it's pretty cool and as democrats people that believe in the idea of the minimum wage uh needing to be raised and all that stuff i feel like it kind of gives them um you know some some skin in the game but also part of me hates it because I'm like, why the black people got to have a minimum wage job, huh? Ain't nobody care what Barbara Bush and they babies was doing. Hmm? What about then? How many minimum wage jobs did George W. Bush work? 
Hmm? Or them two other girls that was uh the G- George Herbert Walker Bush's babies or whatever the fuck. Like, where are all the um where's all the white people babies minimum wage jobs? Like I had that moment. But uh I fought it back, man, cause uh it's you know, it's pretty cool. Because you're not a pundit on Fox News? I was nah, I was just so mad. I was like, why do black people always gotta be the ones to act right? You know? Like we get, we are good, upstanding citizens, and we want to show people that we are worthy of the mantle that has been given us. So, with much responsibility, it's much blah 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 blah. Yeah. So that's you know, I mean, I would say, uh, yeah, I, I was annoyed by that as well. You know, like why should they? Because really, when they get out of school, they can really use their their parents connections to get them where they need to go at least in the beginning as long as they don't do too much drugs or drinking and don't kill anyone in the automobile they should be relatively okay man you know you know malia and sasha gonna be good as shit they yeah they like i'm not even i don't even worry about the first family at all it's just one of those things where i was like i don't know I, i don't know how to explain this like part of me feels like it's respectability politics of like yeah. Oh, they're, they're the good ones. They, they're yeah. going to make them get, they're not going to just, cause, cause you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. It's the same reason I get fucking pissed every time they go, how much does Michelle Obama's dress cost? And you're like, the fuck does that mean? Nobody cared how much anybody else's dress fucking cost. Right. It's that like part of me that I'm just fighting down to be like, no, it's, this is a good idea. There's nothing wrong with this if they want to do either. But then there's that, uh, you know, that rage that is like, why the fuck y'all care so much, America? Because they black, you know. Yes. Yeah, for and a lot of... And, and that's part of it. It, it. it really is. Unfortunately, there's no other bones about it. It's, it's unfortunately, that part of his presidency that is not going to go away until well after he's out of office. And even after that, he's still going to be scrutinized because he is the black president. Yeah. Actually, I don't mean to be, I'm not definitely not sticking up for it, but it is that minutia media where every little thing is scrutinized. Cause honestly speaking, uh, Sarah Palin did go through that shit too, mm-hmm. when she was running for president. So and I think it's not just a, there is a black element. Wait a minute. Make no go fun. through, well, go, th- go through what? Uh, well, the Sarah Palin, though, is because she was uh, she had the persona of being the dingbat. So the dingbat from the from the high hills of Alaska. I'm, and forgive me if there's listeners from Alaska. I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, that mountain men on A&E and History Channel is representative of everybody. But, you know, she was the, the backwoods chick and the Republicans and the Tea Party people. They were cool with that in the beginning because here we go, this regular chick. She's kind of hot, but, she, you know, she's salt of the earth and she's real and blah, 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 blah. And then she was doing stupid stuff. So, yeah, we had to examine all of that. I, well, we I had think, to see how she I think also, also one of the reasons that her, she got examined was because she had the moral, like, high ground thing she was trying to do with religion. And it's like, wait, isn't your daughter having a child out of wedlock? Yeah, went on like, isn't that a stars. thing that you're 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 admonishing the rest of America for? Yet, you know, you're doing this thing, and I, you know, and I, like I said, I I think politics is, uh, you know, to Lamont's point, it is like hyper fucking like let's let's get into the minutia of all this shit. But I don't know. I guess it just, um, like I said, I fought against that voice. I don't like fully run with it but there's part of me that's like you know they're checking him it's you know like are yeah. they gonna be looking at their birth certificates now like 
Uh, I noticed that you're trying to get a job here. Uh, where's your father from again? Can you, uh, can you get your father's birth certificate? Yeah. Can you want to get the long form of, from, we don't need your father's long form birth certificate to check it out. And, and I guess for me, even with them getting this job, there are certain shit that they're not going to ask them because yeah. of who they are. You know, like we're going there, they're going to have us doing all kinds of crazy shit because, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. young and you're a child. You don't really know you don't really know the rules and regulations, you know, right. when you first, cause I know it's a lot of shit that I did. At well, they're not going to be working at McDonald's, Karen. Oh, but, but even with that, they're mm-hmm. still not going to ask them to do things that they would ask everybody else around them to do. I agree. I agree. I know what you're saying. But you know, but there's some, there's an aspect of this, this whole thing about Malia and Sasha and the jobs and all that stuff. Like, you know, that kind of brings to light that there are black people of means in this country that have been able to do this for their children, but they're not in the public spotlight, you know? Right. So, so I mean, these are really the first ones that we really get to see doing this. Like, there are the, the, the Cosbys of the world. I mean, I can't think of, like, other regular people that are not entertainers. I, I can't. Mean, okay, Montana like, Fishburn. She got the hookup. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, dog? Like... If I feel like if they were a white family, nobody would care if they got minimum wage jobs or not. That's what it is. I just feel like it would be like, of course they got a hookup job. They're the fucking president's daughters. Like, and and, that, and that's like, just kind of what happens. Par for the course. And then yes. with, the, with the black first president, it's like, mm-mm, you better get a minimum wage job or Fox News is going to got something to say about that. Uh, speaking of respecting the office, though, um, Obama's face decorates the urinals at the Faith and Freedom co- uh, Conference. What? Of course. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Piss buy them on the year, like on that weird cake thing you guys have. Or I like, put oh, a pic. I put oh. a picture there. Yep, I put uh-uh. a picture in the chat. Uh, it's the Faith and Freedom Coalition's Road to the Majority Conference, which we talked about the other day, uh, in Washington D.C., where all the big conservatives, including presidential aspirants, are in the city intermingling with thousands of grassroots activists. One of the features in a particular bathroom at the event is an Obama urinal cake. Yes, you heard it right. An Obama urinal cake. Um, so yeah, they piss on the president's likeness. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's uh, cool. Yeah, you know what's crazy about this? It's like, I would love to think of, oh, it's just a harmless caricature. But I just feel like this is the equivalent of like the old, um, racist, like the, the Tom Coon, Mammy type of quote, uh, art that they uh, that uh white people used to produce back in the day to show that we were like a bunch of ignorant pickaninnies oh this is so humorous look at him with his big ears and his big teeth and his his eyebrows and trying to be highfalutin let's just pee all over him i mean this is just you know why not just put him in uh, aunt jemima headscarf while you're at it you know what it, it reminds me of just to, the thing I took away from this the most is like how much more uncivilized and angry the Republican Party is. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't even imagine this at a Democratic convention where it's just like, yeah, we're going to piss on George W. Bush's face. People hated the last George Bush. Hate him. Uh, they did have George Bush toilet paper, though. I remember. They were, okay, so there you go. We got to- George Bush toilet paper. It's, it's just so, like, uncivil to, like, yeah. do some shit like that. Like, why the fuck would you? But the thing is, like you said earlier, they come off with Sarah Palin. They're, like, the higher ground, the moral yeah. authority and all this shit. But they're, they're stanker. They're stanker. They're, they're fucking the whole, I, I, I'm going to go off on a whole thing. But, I mean, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. The redistricting, all this bullshit, corporation shit, it's all fucking right-wing bullshit. These motherfuckers are destroying fucking America. Yeah. And all to make a profit. And meanwhile, they're we're, we're talking about them pissing on a fucking tur- tur- urinal cake. They're destroying the fucking country. Goddamn yeah, Facebook but- is taking all of your information, and we're like, we're pissing on a urinal cake. Like, that, let's not, there's distractions. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, Rob, what was the name of this conference again? Faith and Freedom. But okay, so this make this is just my question of this. Like, okay, look, I'm a Democrat. I've been trying. I've been, I put this challenge out during the last election to to the Republicans out there and said, look, you know, give me a reason, show me a reason, a couple of reasons, some compelling reasons for me, a woman of color. In twenty, you know, in the in the twenty in the two thousands, to vote Republican, and unfortunately, with Republicans, they don't have a unifying message. Like they're because they have the Tea Party, they have the you know their old school Republicans. Like there's so much infighting amongst them. Like that, this faith in whatever conference, I can't help that this is like some, but think this is some type of splinter group. Yeah. That is subsection, like yeah. Ex- like well, this is like well. Here's their because this is like now it's like me looking at this and then you're on the cake. Oh, Republicans! I've lumped all of you guys together, and Boehner is probably like, oh my god, look at this. Well, this has the got thing, to go the, away. This, the, we cannot have this. The thing he, is, he has like, no control over that party. The thing is, though, like their presidential hopefuls are at this party. Yeah, Chris this would be like if President. This would be like if candidate Obama, candidate Clinton. Went to a conference and the toilet paper there was George W. Bush toilet paper. That's the equivalent to me. The idea of it existing, not that weird. The idea of endorsing it is fucking weird. It is, it is a weird thing to do. Yeah. Here's the thing. And if it was the reverse where it was the Democrats doing it, Fox News would be all over that shit. Yeah. How dare they? This is the office of the president of the United States. And if it is a distraction, then it's cause it's distracting. I'm sorry. This is distracting right. to do. Like, the, the, like the idea that someone's like, I want to go piss on the president's face. And now let's talk about immigration. It's weird to me. It's like, what the fuck? Who would listen to someone who ah. did that? I wouldn't. It's crazy. I wouldn't even give you the fucking time of day. If I went to your house and, it was, and in your fucking toilet was the Obama urinal cake, I'm like, uh, are you fucking crazy? Like, what is, uh, what's your deal? Cause that's not a normal fucking thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, so that I guess that's where I'm coming at from because I don't like getting into the minutia of politics to be quite honest because most of it is uh it's like religion. There's nothing you can do about it. Like yep. you can argue and all this shit, and at the end of the day, two same two but people. But see, that's what people want you to think because if you don't, because this is the if if we feel like we're helpless, this is what makes us not be inclined to vote. You know, our vote is our way of having our, our 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 representation our word out there so if we're all throw our hands and discuss the whole situation then you know we can't complain in, well, in november for the, we can't for the record for, for the record i am not advocating not to vote i voted in every <laughs> i voted in every single election that i've had the ability to go to vote in i just i'm saying the discussion is moot because the fucking one side is crazy so I don't like delving into politics because when one side's crazy, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Well, hey, this, hey, this side is, uh, this side is saying that women should not be able to have control of their own reproductive rights. 
Oh, okay. Well, we need to hear them out. No, we don't. I already know where I'm voting. See you in November, motherfuckers. Damn. One thing yeah. we can learn from those nut jobs, though, is what happened with that Eric Cantor election and that Tea Party candidate fucking beating him in a primary. Like, yeah. all it is, like, that Tea Party has been around for maybe, what, seven, eight years. Yep. Right? I mean, if even that. No, not was, even. However long Obama's been in, uh, president is yeah, how long the Tea Party has been. Yeah, that's when they popped up on the scene. And now, who's to say that, I mean, if anything, we should be energized by the idea that, hey, this thing can come out of nothing as long as we have enough people unified on the same on the same ideas. So if everybody got behind, let's say you just got behind the fucking Democratic ticket and everybody just got up off their ass and decided to vote, you don't need to know shit. We're Democrat. Tell, just tell everybody who ain't voting, just go vote Democrat so we can fucking bump up our numbers and fucking do what we got to do. I mean, that that is a fucking uh, an example, an, an example of the wrong side doing what we should be doing. Yeah, that is a... Um yeah i feel you that is that is a positive way to look at those psychos um let's talk about um some more shit Uh, matter of fact let's get into our games guys because we've been going for quite (laughs) a while that right there was just fucking with black people uh pissing on the president i don't know i mean i do feel fucked with i won't lie but i didn't want to count it as as being racial okay necessarily even though i'm sure how could that not yeah i'm pretty sure there's no black people that like black people there who uh, pissed on the president? So, <laughs> ah, or maybe they did it around. Like, you have gone too far, sirs. This is where I draw the line. I will be your face. I will go out there and smile pretty. But you have me pissing on the president, and this has gone too far, dude. Probably. That's the that's Wait, the can't thing. Can't direct it around like a hose. Like, just maybe do a corner, versus <laughs> like on his face. Maybe it'd just be like. <laughs> Well, you know what it, you know what it is. Like I, there's a certain level of respect I can have for a white man Republican, because like it's the party of the white man. It's just like we want everything to be how it was when the white man was in control. I get that guy. I don't understand women. I don't understand minorities. Like why even go over there? Hey man, you're in as long as you piss on the president's face. Come on, <laughs> let us see it. Go ahead, pull it out. We want to see it. Uh, it's weird. Maybe that's the same like when you get initiated into the Illuminati. Maybe it's like one of those look into the triangle. Oh, Lord. Scientologists, do you want a career in Hollywood? <laughs> Wear this thingy and something. Piss on, piss on someone's face. Um, all right. Here, here's I our, know. Here, here. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Here's our first our first game, of course, is uh, a game we like to call Fucking With Black People. We're fucking with those black people. We're fucking with those black. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play Fucking With Black People, the number one game going across all the podcast land. Well, number two game. Where we play news articles that fuck with black people and then we score them on a scale of zero to a hundred in intervals of 25 today's contestants a babysitter and someone who wrote an article for cnn Uh oh yes let's see um let's see if i can refresh this and play it uh there was a babysitter who said that uh oh uh, yeah yeah let me refresh this real quick because i can actually play this article um, there was a babysitter who apparently said that uh, there was a home invasion. 
uh while she was uh, i guess trying to watch some kids or something and uh of course everybody showed up to see what was going on and uh she said it was some black guys that came through because you know how we like to invade them homes when the kids are there Oh, Lord. We don't, we don't like staking anything out. It's just like those TV commercials for alarm systems. We're that stupid. <laughs> uh, we, we, like, this is the textbook way to get caught. <laughs> I ran by the alarm for a sign to do this. <laughs> um, so she said it was some black dudes, um, and they handcuffed the black neighbor, um, uh, who they, uh, you know, what? considered to, yeah, they yeah. considered the number one suspect. Home invasion in Ferndale. You won't believe how it played out. Good evening, I'm David Rose. And I'm John Hopperstadt. A four-year-old little girl helped detectives piece it all together and solve this case. One, two, three, four. Four-year-old Abby is wise beyond her years. Wednesday was the worst day in my life. On Wednesday, she helped the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office crack a case that would make the Babysitter's Club proud. They told us to get out of the house because they wanted to steal stuff. Investigators say Abby's 17-year-old babysitter orchestrated a false home invasion along with her 16-year-old boyfriend and another male suspect. I think uh. about, that was, really, that was really her being bad. She's not a good babysitter. Investigators say the babysitter made up a story about two armed black men breaking into the Ferndale home. The bad guys stole my kitty bing and they stole my ipod they also stole my xbox and my wii the baby told investigators one of the suspects looked like the neighbor next door right over <gasps> here by this tree and sniper is there neighbor cody oak says police handcuffed him and questioned and him for several hours right because he fit the description uh, but little abby knew better and she told police it wasn't the right skin color Abby told investigators the suspects had white skin, not black, and that's when the babysitter's story started to crumble, and she confessed. Why did you involve the children? Abby's mom says she's proud of her young daughter. Literally in 30 seconds, she changed everything that had been going on for five, six hours. And her neighbor, Cody, says he hopes that babysitter and her accomplices learn a lesson from all of this. It's kind of sad, because I just don't think she realizes, like, the dangerous position that it put me in. As for all the stolen belongings... They got it back because of me being a superhero. No word yet plans to go pro with her detective skills. But mostly I would love to be a doctor. Doctor, detective, superhero, I think she can be whatever she wants. The babysitter and her alleged accomplices were arrested. They could face robbery, burglary, and perjury charges. All right, guys, so... What would you score that from zero to a hundred on fucking with black people? Mm. Intervals of twenty five. Intervals of yeah. twenty five, by the way. Intervals of twenty five. So, Karen, how would I score it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the question I just asked. I would score a seventy five because mine is twenty five for the little girls. Was like, hey, you wrong. Okay. Uh, what about you, Rhett? Uh, you said intervals of twenty five, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I have to agree the 75 because I mean because then I'm thinking about that the neighbor being detained for them several hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm pushing 100. But then it was, you know, you had baby Jesus little girl uh rescuing saving the day. So yeah, 75. I'll go 75. All right. And uh what about you uh Lamont? 75. It's a, it's a Susan Smithish. Very Susan Smithish. Except no, uh, 
No kids. Well, kids are involved, but no kids are hurt. So yeah. Yeah, that, look, that little girl was balling. Yeah. Yeah, she got a lot of electronic devices. She was like, "Look, y'all ain't stealing my shit, mommy. No, they stole my stuff." Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with 75 as well because of the adorable little girl who saved that black man, and especially because she was white. Like, I like that she was like, Mm-mm, "Them, them people was white that mm-hmm. robbed us." Mm-hmm. With, with no, with no, with no black folks around here. Yeah, so cool. This is a perfect after school special. Black man saved by small white child. Right. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that storyline before. You, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta take that. You gotta take that kid out for ice cream. Yeah, you gotta start him off young. Yeah, take that kid out for ice cream for oh. sure. Um, number two on fucking with black people, John Blake of CNN writes, uh, "Why I'm tired of hearing about that civil rights movement." Here's a dirty little secret about the civil rights movement. A lot of Americans just don't want to hear about it anymore. They find the subject dull or it makes them angry. Some African-Americans don't want to hear stories about their parents getting hit upside the head while saying we shall overcome. And some whites don't want to feel guilty. The result, we treat the movement like broccoli. It's good for us. We're told, but we shove it aside on our plates when no one is looking. I know what I've just said is blasphemous. But I say it not out of scorn, but concern. I was once a civil rights apostate who sneaked out of rooms early to avoid holding hands and mumbling along to we shall overcome. When I experienced a con- conversion, then I consider, then I experienced a conversion. I eventually wrote a book about the movement and spent years talking about the subject to interracial groups. I was reminded of my conversion when I heard that a new civil rights museum was opening in Atlanta on June 23rd. And that this month, activists will commemorate the 50th anniversary of a dramatic civil rights campaign called Mississippi Freedom Summer. I wish them well. I've learned through experience, though, that civil rights museums and, commemor- and commemorations, mm-hmm, commemorations have uh, a tough task. During the years that I spoke publicly about civil rights, I encountered three myths that do more damage to the movement than the four white-only signs ever did. One, it was a black thing. I didn't go to a historically black college. I went to a hysterically black school. I attended Howard University in Washington where the struggle of black America was drilled into students' heads. When I was on campus, I used to see students wearing T-shirts that unwittingly reflected a huge myth in the movement. The T-shirts read, it's a black thing you wouldn't understand. A quick word association test and you would hear the word civil rights. What kind of faces do you see? Only black? As I talked to various groups about the movement, I gradually realized that it was primarily seen as a black struggle instead of an American movement that helped all sorts of people. Uh, it was a simplistic perception of the movement that no someone on the public ra- national public radio recently described this way. Rosa sat down, Martin stood up, when the white folks saw the light and saved the day. Uh, oh, then the white folks saw the light and saved the day. Okay. Uh, it took me a while to realize that white people were actually part of the movement, not just racists or rescuers. The white labor unions helped pay for and organize the 1963 March on Washington. White federal judges in the South risked public contempt to deliver crucial decisions on behalf of the movement. Ordinary white citizens like Viola Luizzo, a Detroit housewife, and Andrew Goodman, a Jewish man from New York, died alongside black activists. Uh, so, yeah, shout about that. Myth number two, we can talk openly about race now. That is a myth. I hear you on that, buddy. Um, so, uh, number three was, uh, it belongs to the past. So, um, yeah, he was saying that, um, all three of these things combined, uh, make him tired of hearing about the, 
the civil rights movement because these three things aren't discussed saying that uh people aren't uh discussing it as like current day stuff they're not discussing it as uh oh we can't openly talk about race right now and they're not talking about the fact that it wasn't just a black thing um so here's my problem okay the title of this shit is salacious as fuck right i hate when people do this like i know you ain't gonna read this so let me just say the craziest part first <laughs> like that's not actually what this article is you know no. what i mean like it makes it sound like he's just gonna be like yeah man the civil rights movement is some bullshit right hold on what did he title it again i why i'm t- well first of all he probably didn't title it normally your editor does this a lot of these places but it's why i'm tired of hearing about quote unquote that civil rights movement okay yeah fuck him yeah it's, it's like what a terrible title because you you have all this other like information is worth reading it's you know, but no uh, one's going to read it though. No one's going to. No, I mean, this is definitely for the clicks. Yeah, and so got some clicks. I feel fucked with, man. I feel fucked with. I give it a hundred, Karen. Yeah, I I I I give it a, a hundred too because yeah, you brought up some good points, and I do understand what you're saying uh, about this. But at the same time, uh, this shit still affects people. Yeah. What about you guys? What do y'all give it? Mm, I'm I'm kind of torn because he he does bring up some good points. Is I'm just curious, like, is the author white? Um, I can look it up, but he's, uh, he sounds. I'm kinda, I mean, I'm I'm kind of torn because on the one hand, yeah, like, look, um, yeah, the civil rights movement it is presented in these very simplistic terms initially, but it's up to us to kind of like you know, to to dig deeper. You got to kind of present things simple so people can, so it can catch people so they can get into it. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I understand the whole thing about discounting white people who participated, but to me it almost rings of, oh, well, remember white people were involved in this too. Don't forget about us white people. Even though it's the civil rights movement, white people are still involved. And it's like, do you have to insert yourself into everything? <laughs> well, he, so I, he looks. Like, um, his picture I'm looks like kind of black. 50, 5075. Right. 5075. I'll put his picture in the chat. He looks kind of black John to looks, me. Yeah, he looks black. He looks black. Yeah, looks kind of black to me. Uh, but uh, uh, what about you, Lamar? What would you give it? 25. 25. All right. 25. You know, I'll tell you what. Because um, fuck him. Um, <laughs> why? We're going to minimize. Listen. Uh, Okay, I, I'm gonna tell you. I went to um, my sister moved to Atlanta, and I went to go visit her in Atlanta. Two things I want to do when I went to Atlanta: Just go to a strip club, go see Martin Luther King. Um, uh, so uh, very the uh, valid uh, uh, landmarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember the the main thing I saw was um, going through in the display. They have one of Martin Luther King's suits, like it, on like mannequin style. In the strip club? Wow. That's What's crazy. that? In, in the, the strip, strip club? club? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're really strong about Martin. Luther. No, <laughs> it was um over by where they got the uh, the water and the and the um, the cask. Well, I don't know if he's actually in there or not, but um you know the flame and all that stuff. And then they have like a little museum kind of a thing. And the emotion that was evoked when I saw that was that was very very real. So for this fucking douchebag to be talking about oh civil rights museum, shut the fuck up. Because if any of these little kids running around with all these iPads and shit. Who, who don't feel shit and are disconnected from everything, 
if the potential exists that they can be connected to the past that we had and draw that shit forward, what he's saying is don't move that shit forward. End it. Let's end all the discussions because I'm tired of hearing about it mm. is what he's saying. And fuck him on that level. And you only give it a, and you only feel 25% fucked with out of 100 because you sound way closer to 100. But I'll tell you what, because fuck mm. him. This is something to be like the other dude. He could have been beaten they could have beat the shit out of him. He could have had like charges brought the whole, the whole thing. His life could have been affected. This dude is just talking, which means there's no, it's pointless. It's, it's, it's a popcorn fart. It's a mosquito. Nothing. It's a, it's nothing. So therefore he's saying some shit that got me riled up, but ultimately it's nothing. That other dude, he could have been fucked with in some very real ways. Mm, Okay. All right. I I hear your rationale there. Um, you sound like a hundred. All right, let's play our game. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. That's right, it's time for guest race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we have our contestants today, Lamont and Rhett. Guess the race. And the chat room plays along and they're quite racist. All right. <laughs> um, a Christian radio host got in some trouble um, because he got charged in a sex probe. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, this happened in Gaylord, Michigan. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the radio host on a Christian radio station was arrested Friday on child sex charges the the only kind that priests get arrested on apparently yeah they don't mess with adults seems like oh <laughs> uh, like i wonder 18 too old i wonder if there's a podcast with just priests that have like a segment where it's like guest the denomination or something you know ah! <laughs> like what they like do That's- they like, do they feel set back sometimes? Anyway, here's the article. You know what? Actually, before, oh, we ahead. did an episode where we were in uh, Brown Skin and Glasses, and we were talking about, for some reason, the story was about um, the Jewish, like, the rabbis were messing with a bunch of kids. And when I was tagging the, the episode, I put, like, Jewish rabbis, and I put pedophilia, and we got so uh, an alarming amount of hits on that episode. <laughs> it's a niche market. So uh. <laughs> Someone's Googling that. <laughs> yeah, so they, they was coming to see if y'all had some stories. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Why is it so quiet? DJ John Valio oh. wasn't the target of federal agents looking into human sex trafficking. As Cooley Law Professor and sex trade expert Chris Johnson explains, Balio is accused of being a customer. The, the terminology would be a John. That in and of itself is not going to be uh, human trafficking. The human trafficker is the person that is a provider, a pimp. Uh, for instance, uh, would be a human trafficker. The person that he went to to secure the child would be the one that would be guilty of human trafficking. Federal and state agents say that person, the human trafficker, is 41-year-old Ronald Lee Moser of Battle Creek. Moser had a website packed with pictures of boys in their underwear, allegedly available for sex to paying customers. Earlier this month, when police raided his Battle Creek residence, they say they found him with a 12-year-old boy and confiscated child pornography. Professor Johnson says pimps with underage prostitutes are not uncommon. According to the Department of Justice, uh, the average age that a person enters prostitution in the United States 
is between the age of 11 and 13 years old. Oh, so, wow. Uh, no. there, there is quite a prevalence of people who had sexual appetites with children. The radio station management says they are shocked and sad. Balio is on paid leave, and they are praying for him and everyone involved in the investigation. Paid leave. Um, sounds like he got himself in a human trafficking jam. Uh, mm-hmm. Guess the race of Mr. John ba- Balio. White. All right, right? Hell yeah, white. All Battle right. Creek, Michigan? <laughs> they didn't say Detroit. <laughs> no, white. <laughs> All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. One who pees on the Obama urinal cake and his balls at the same time, but mostly on his balls because he's white. <laughs> That's so graphic and detailed. Oh uh, an R&B artist who names his album after his ex-wife. Ooh. Evil white. All the nuns getting moist over his mugshot white. Oh, my. Still, <laughs> still getting paid white. Uh, there we go. One who comes up with cheese party ideas, white, the correct, uh, white. I wasn't molest, I wasn't molesting them. I was laying hands on them, Billy Graham, white. Oh, Oh. the correct answer is white. Everyone got that. All of you guys. Disgusting. I think that's bullshit with the average age of people entering prostitution 11 to 13, because there's a lot of broke motherfuckers out here. And a lot of them hand in strip clubs, and a lot of them turn tricks. So that is a flawed statistic. I believe, no, I don't I, think I, so. I, I, I believe because, that age, yeah. Just because yeah. you wouldn't mess with them, don't believe is don't mean they're not out there. Yeah, I also yeah, believe you it. You got a lot of kids from broken homes or yeah. runaways or whatever, and a lot of them, like you know, as soon as they get they can, they leave at that age. And then if you have the right person who just you know seems that. Is, is treating them the right way, that's the person that will turn them into uh, a prostitute. And they can easily yeah. be tricked at that age being young and naive. Yeah, I, I, like that's the thing about pimping is the way that we see it through black exploitation movies and shit yeah. is all glorious and kind of yeah. legal and it's just like these women just need somebody to help them get this money, baby. But then when in real life it's like, 13 year old girls being forced to be on the street because some dude beat them and shit. Like it's not nearly as, uh, as cool as it looks or whatever. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that number was right. And also I do wonder if they're getting their stats from like the world or just America. Cause I feel like if you, the world would skew young. Yeah. Cause a lot of them don't uh, even have the same age limits we have on a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I can see that 11 to 13 being in the U.S. Yeah. Because I remember being, like, of that age, the, you know, we had quite a few girls who were who were developed and, unfortunately, grown men who were interested in yeah. girls that age, you know, trolling by the junior high but and all of that. the average so, age, 11 to 13, of, that of means you're discounting 20s. Uh, 30s, no, of starting 40s. into it. Uh, yeah. Right. Average. And I can see that because you're young and impressionable. And especially if you have, put it like this way, if you are a young child mm-hmm. and you come from a, a jacked up background where people treat you like garbage and finally you have somebody, male, generally it's a male, who is is who basically feeds you and like makes you feel special and you know because for a lot of them it's not even about the hustle you know they they get conned into thinking that they're working for this greater good 
but uh, sometimes it's just because of love because yeah. i think i love this older person and they want me to do this i will do this well also um it's the average age of entry into the game not the average age of uh the prostitute or you know oh, sex entry into doing the prostitute. yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. so it would be yeah, it I, would probably be skew low yeah because a 40 year old i'm like i'm thinking like if you're in your 30s and 40s and you getting into it i'm like dang life has treated you rough but yeah. like you don't think the world what? is such a way that a lot of people are turning to turning tricks to get some money i would know more I'm, now than ever before but not to the point okay put it like this way if you thought of yourself as an entrepreneur and was like okay like okay like if i saw myself in that way which i don't but if i was going through some hard times i'd be like well and like maybe i can do this to make some extra cheddar put some money in my gas tank i could see that but for me to go the whole route of having a pimp and blah 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 yeah we gonna get this money no fuck that because my mind has already been so developed at this point that i'm like how is this sharing involved i don't understand i feel like i'm the one doing all the investment here well i just think that um honestly like that i don't think people just like suddenly turn a trick and shit like that that often to make it like to skew the number up much I just think, you know, people get turned out at young ages. I remember I used to watch this documentary series, uh, Hookers on the Point on yes. HBO. And they would be like 45-year-old women. They were like, yeah, I remember I was 13. I got into the game. It's like, damn, like you've been in the game for that long. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it seems like the opposite would be like, I bet you there's a lot less people that have prostituted that are able to go straight than vice versa, than straight people that can go to prostitute, you know? Yeah, like but a, you know how many art? How many art? Like I, I kind of like these art because, like, when you read about girls who decide, you know, I'm going, especially with that Bell Knox chick, that's going to push it up. And it's mm-hmm. and like articles you see on like Vulture, whatever, Slate, and it's like I went to prostitution to get myself through college, and this mm-hmm. is even before Bell Knox. Right. Like a lot of this shit, and it's like, and they go through the experience of like, yeah, I tried going on Craigslist, then I found an agency, and all this kind of stuff. Like this ain't this ain't pimping, been pimping since pimping was pimping, pimping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not saying that. What well, I'm not saying those people don't exist. Just I would think the vast majority is probably the young younger people who are forced into that lifestyle. Okay. The thing is that there's tears. There's tears of prostitution, and I think what we look at as glamorous are the higher tiers. Nah. You're thinking about the escrow, Ain't you know, glamorous like about the, that shit. Yes, there is. Like yeah, if you're looking at somebody who is <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm an escort. I have ads. I date politicians and famous actors. Those are not the same chicks who are on the streets at 14 years old and sleeping in a cardboard box in the back of their pimps. What's it called? You know, there's tiers. You yeah. start off at this high tier, and the longer you are in the game, the faster you are to slip into this, you know, uh, into those lower tiers because you get involved in drugs. Yeah, I watched and alcohol. We, we watched and- we watched a documentary recently called American Escorts. It's on uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. And it was like the, um, it was like classism compared to like, uh, hookers at the point, which is like yes. the lowest, like of low bottom, like and that's, skeevy yeah. blowjobs, blowjobs in cars, Johns that try to sneak the, the, the condom off while they have sex with you behind a mailbox and shit like that. A woman that like blows a dude for a cigarette is on hookers on the point. But then these women were all like, 
older like white ladies and shit and they were all like well you know i get sixteen hundred dollars cash for the girlfriend experience and i go out we go to a dinner and we go to a movie and then we'll like go to a hotel and he pays for me to get my own hotel room and then i and you're like wow that's totally fucking different than the the other shit like you know what i mean like now i don't think it's that glamorous period to be like having like because you're just dealing with people it's like any job right like I guarantee there's some fucking shitty days as a prostitute where you're like, I I don't give a fuck. He got sixteen hundred dollars. This was a mistake. But yeah. um, but in general, I there is tears to the shit. Like like Red said, I think uh, there's some the upper class people, man. By the way, the, I I could barely watch that documentary because I just kept thinking like, you motherfuckers got it easy complaining about this shit. I watched Joanne suck dick for 10 years on Hookers on the Point. Yes, we did on HBO. Yeah, what'd she get for her trouble? New dentures. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, there's always someone who's going to be smelly. There's always mm-hmm. going to be someone who's too rough. They pay in $1,600. They think that you, they, that you now, uh, your soul belongs to them. Yep. So, you know, they could do whatever they want to, you know, like, I, I think I read one where she was, uh, she was like an escort for like two or three years. And like, I think it was like her second job. The dude wanted her to wear like a dog collar and stay on her hands and knees and to like, basically like, you know, something that had to do with body fluids and not the cool kind. Oh, my. So, yeah, it was cool yeah. after about a minute and a half. <laughs> no. You just gotta wait it out. <laughs> it, was, it went from it went from body temperature to room temperature quite fast. Uh, nah. <laughs> um. Anyway, here's uh. Let me, matter of fact, we might as well go to the bonus round. We've been talking for a while. Let me uh. Where's my bonus music? Here we go. <laughs> Double the points, double the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's double the points, double the race. Bonus round of guess the race so far. Lamont and Rhett are one for one. Let's see who breaks the tie. You guys getting nervous now? I'm never nervous around Lamont. Okay, all right. <laughs> You you have such an evil witch cackle laugh. I love it. Right. Like I, I feel it. like I, you should be talking to Dorothy and talking about getting her little dog as well. I love it. I'm telling you, my favorite favorite character of all time is Ursula. That that cool badass octopus on Little Mermaid. That's me <laughs> all the way. I don't know if you guys have you guys watched that show Penny Dreadful. Nah. Mm-hmm. Not that's uh, I started watching it because the other night we were hanging out with this uh, Miami writer, J.J. Cola Grande, and he was saying that Rhett's voice sounds like the woman on Penny Dreadful when she's possessed. Mm. <laughs> I had to check it out. I had to check it out now. You've the show, I can't, uh, it's not a recommend, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. A mother... Well, a mother is in custody, y'all. Let's talk about it. child endangerment. Sheriff's deputies say a two-year-old girl was left alone in a field near Tehachapi overnight. Deputies say the toddler was found tipped over in a stroller. They believe the child was alone in that stroller for about 10 hours. The girl's mother, 34-year-old Stacy Nichol, has been arrested on charges of child endangerment and being under the influence of a controlled substance. 22 ABC spoke with a family member who says the two-year-old had been under the guardianship of a couple who were looking for permanent custody. 
According to that family member, the judge said he had no choice because of inadequate evidence provided by the state. Deputies were shocked when they found the child unharmed. I think the whole call to him was surprising and kind of shocking, obviously, to find a young child unattended in a stroller that's tipped over. Most of us have children and families, and sometimes these things are hard to understand or tough to deal with. Nickel has been booked into the downtown jail, and her bail has been set at $20,000. She has pleaded not guilty to child endangerment and drug charges. All right, so um, what was her first name? Uh, Might as well have been Brandy. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was her first name? I can't believe this. Uh, Nickel, Nickel, they just have her last name here. White girl Nickel. <laughs> yeah, so you're going with white? <laughs> Stacy Nickel is her name. Stacy Nickel. Um, with an eye and she signs it with a heart. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh my God! So are both of you guys going white? Mozzarella. All right. Uh, by the way, this was days after winning custody. Like, uh, now, yeah, she, she's like, got to have the most bitter baby daddy ever, right? Oh yeah. Like, and then the thing is, too, when the cop was talking about, you can barely believe she was in a stroller in a field, a white baby. <laughs> No one throws away white babies, especially white babies are about to be adopted by some other white people. White babies are like uh, Doritos after a, a round of smoking the marijuana. Everybody wants them. <laughs> the chat room says, uh, reckless with a baby and sp and spoken of in a semi-dignified way on the news. Cheese lover. Raising Arizona white. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that is one of my favorite movies. That shit is timeless, son. Mm -hmm. Timeless. That shit, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, skydive enthusiast. White, black, white, black babies wouldn't have made the news. Sadly, oh. true. Juno Unchained. <laughs> and Florida bred white. Whoa, 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 about that Florida bread nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really. You can't even stand up for Florida anymore, right? Yeah, you just gotta right. let it go. Right. I are love you, Florida. You, it is my home state now. Yeah, I will you stand can't up. excuse the nonsense. Yeah, are you? For every, single, for every single black person with lopsided dreadlocks and for every Florida cracker, I stand for them all, my dear. Rod Care, did, <laughs> listeners, did you hear that Florida legalized medical marijuana, but only the strain that doesn't get you high? How fucked up is that? <laughs> You don't need to fucking get high. This is my, this right here is just my, like, every show I go through this, I spend an hour and a half falling in complete <laughs> love with Rhett. I'm like, oh my God, Rhett is the best person ever. I love having her on the show. She's perfect. And then we, she starts talking about Florida, and then we do the last segment, which is going to be about swords, and she starts talking about the sword, and I'm like, God, this is why... <laughs> I can't fuck with Rhett. She's crazy. This is crazy. This is why y'all can't go together. This is why we can't go together, man. Ooh. Oh, that is amazing. You need to embrace all the Caucasians we got down here. The Jew, the the Juban, the Cuban, the uh You know Cuban the... embracing you. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded serious. <laughs> 
Speak for yourself, Lamont. (laughs) For the record, everybody got it right. It was a white lady. And let's do sore ratchetness so I can have this last argument with Rhett and ruin all the fun we've had. Nothing wrong with medieval weaponry. Come on. Sword attack. Sword attack leaves Harlingman man's arm severed through the bone. Oh! Inside of a Harlingans, Harlingan, uh, inside a room at Valley Baptist Medical Center in Harlingan, the hugs are a little tighter. The kisses hold even more meaning. That's because family members know just how close they were to losing Michael Hernandez in a vicious sword attack on Monday. There was just blood everywhere, and my arm was halfway hanging, he told Action Forge Ryan Wolf from his hospital bed. The 23-year-old describes a weapon wielded as a Japanese sword. Yeah, Katana. He says it was used after that attacker first hit him on the head with a two-by-four piece of wood. When I tried to defend myself, he took a real hard swing at me across my face, but I blocked myself and picked up my arm and just ended up feeling my arm go limp, he described. Life will never be the same for the father of two. His left arm is held together by two plates fastened by a dozen screws. It took two, it took two people eight hours, wait, it took two eight hour surgeries to try and repair it. 16 hours. Doctors will perform one more surgery and tell him the recovery will be lengthy. So he still got another surgery. That's because a sore reportedly cut through ligaments, nerves, and even bone. Michael's focus remains on trying to get better, but also to get justice. He blames the Lafayette Police Department for dragging his feet in the investigation. What they're doing right now isn't right. The guy's still in the losing. He hasn't even been caught. They tell me I cannot file charges until I'm out of the hospital and until I go oh. in person over there. No investigator has come to visit me or anything. How can you not file charges? Well, this is not in America, is it? They don't take sword crime seriously, Karen. That's because what the this is, is some stupidness. This is a stupid scenario. You ain't even. We haven't even found out what started this fight in the first place. I have my theory. <laughs> they was probably playing that damn Dungeons and Dragons nonsense with the the, the hexagonal uh-huh. dice or whatever, and they took that shit too far. Cause who hits who with a two by four? Number one, who has a two by four just laying around? A two by four and then a sword. Okay, that screams, "Hey, you be the goblin and I'll be the giant, and I'm going to smash you upside the head with this piece of wood." Ah, uh, I can't Bill take it. Quit, quit the bullshit. I'm sure. Nonsense. I'm sure that. It's nonsense uh, to be getting hit by a two by four, and then you got the wherewithal to then try to slice somebody with a damn sword. I'm what sure. Kind of like, dude, two by four hitting was that in the first place? I'm if sure. I hit you with the two by four, you getting knocked the fuck out. That's what's going to happen. I ain't going to have to come back at you with that damn sword. I'm sure twenty three year old. I'm sure 23-year-old father of two, Michael Hernandez, was doing all the things you just said. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> so, he, so he had to be killed with a sword. It makes sense. Not killed! Because, you know, they probably just didn't realize how sharp the sword was. That's all. They uh, all cut. Ryan, Ryan takes yeah. Michael's concern to police officer Don Garcia. What do you think when you see that Ryan says while pointing it to a photo of Michael's injury in the hospital? That's pretty horrible, the chief responded. He calls it the result of a targeted attack 
between longtime feuding families. We know that there were two people involved. We know that there were two weapons used in the commission of the crime. But with his two primary investigators upstate on training for the week, he says the case remains in its infancy stage while trying to obtain sword statements. And that actually actually reads sworn statements, but I just Freudian slipped that shit. (laughs) Unfortunately, unfortunately, this happened while investigators was out, but we are doing everything we can right now. Uh, Michael doesn't think it's enough. He believes his attacker tried to exact revenge against him for an assault case many years ago that led to Michael's arrest. Chief, what? So what? He already, he already <laughs> served his time. Chief Garcia <laughs> wouldn't elaborate on a possible motive, but yet says it may have resulted over a stolen gun. He expects an arrest in the case earlier this week. So, I mean, a late, stolen gun? Who stole whose gun? Armless Joe stole the gun. Sure. And now I have to feel sorry for his little arm. It was technically, just to clarify with the chat room, his arm wasn't cut off initially. Mm. It was still dangling. Remember, right. if you hear the words correctly, his arm was still dangling. So, it's just that it was probably hanging the, by the sinew, you so, know, by the so sinew, like you got the turkey. So you're saying that, so you're saying that you, <laughs> you're saying that you can actually understand facts then because it sounds like <laughs> you use some facts from the article in this this part of the rant and i feel like other part of the rant had no facts in it so they probably it was a assault and a gun and then dungeon and dragons because they didn't want to insert the nerd part of it uh and yeah they got into a fight and there was some wood and then he escalated the, the to sword elements of the story as she's making it up yes man when listen when we break up red do not write an album dedicated to me <laughs> um, i really love you we just have this disagreement about swords and a bunch of words and swords i love them red. why don't you red. oh what your arm involved oh, he, maybe he just had a fucked up doctor you ever think about oh. that maybe he shouldn't be hiring people who just graduate from medical school get Dude. somebody who's qualified oh. and sew that shit up don't don't try to do not try to she's calling you dr richard kimball do not try to do not try to publish any of my text messages i know youtube what's 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 what are the titles gonna be i got you i cut you yeah i I slice you two sword oops Oops, I my. cut you again. <laughs> I didn't toe. mean it. We was throwing that dice at Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah! <laughs> if you guys want more of this craziness that uh, <laughs> that Rhett is, is slinging out here at such a fast pace, you need to check out her podcast, Black and East Chick. Um, and um, you, I think you'll be presently surprised because it's hard to believe someone can be that much uh crazy in a, a small package but Rhett does it um i follow on twitter at Rhett thompson mm-hmm. and it's Rhett r-h-e-t-t thompson with a p yep um r-h-e-t-t-t-h-o-m-p-s-o-n check out my man ls rules lamont he's on twitter at ls rules he has the ls rules podcast a lot of funky music on there yes it is a lot of guests a lot of introspective reading of his own journals um and uh, a lot of surprisingly not not doesn't seem that embarrassed at the things that he wrote that long ago i think if i could go back 10 years in the past 12 years in the past and read something i wrote i'd be horribly embarrassed like i that person 
is not me anymore. <laughs> like I, I tried to read some rap lyrics I had from 2002. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, make sure you guys also check out, uh, tweaked audio and put in code TBGWT mm-hmm. when you go and, uh, get your discounts and free shipping and lifetime guarantee. So until tomorrow where we, uh, try to do our first ever review of True Blood. God, I forgot how much I hated that show until I watched it again. Um, we'll be back. <laughs> so until then, oh, Justin will be here tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.